0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Pat McAfee Show 2.0. Today's conversation with John Dorenboss Boss has a little touch of murder, mm-hmm. a little bit of magic,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: a shit ton of inspiration. You're going to walk away from this going, wow, that guy is incredible. Because that's what I did, honestly, and I've known him for about six, seven years now. It was great. Then we chat with Darius Butler about the NBA, the NFL, and all things happening in his life. He was a corner in the NFL, former second-round draft pick of the New England Patriots, played there for a little bit, bounced around to the Carolina Panthers, then became an Indianapolis Colt. Good teammate of mine. Great dice player. Also incredible at NBA analysis. Ain't that right, Cito? Oh, yeah. Zito and I just put together a Zito production with the help of Ty, Foxy, and Frank Morado here. We're at the office very late night. Very, very, very late night here. And even though we might be sleep deprived and the wolves might be howling at the moon right next door, Mm -hmm. those could be meth heads. We are not 100% sure. We know that there's only one ticket buying app on planet Earth and the moon that if you're going to buy a ticket to any live event, you have to use. And that's our number one sponsor, our presenting sponsor, our OG sponsor, and that is SeatGeek. Now, let me tell you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best ticket at the best available price. Because they look out for you, the ticket buyer. Ain't that right, Zito? Oh, yeah. Zito, you use SeatGeek, and you want to? I
2: want to a Cubs game.
0: And you also use SeatGeek, and you want to? uh, The Moon. Nope, they don't sell tickets to the moon, but they do sell tickets to any other live event you could possibly imagine. You went to a, a Big 3 game, did you not, in Chicago? Oh, yeah. Like, you went to a, Yeah, they had Big 3 tickets. They yeah. had Cubs tickets. They got White Sox tickets. They got baseball. They got basketball, which we dive into, obviously, later. They got hockey tickets. We talk about hockey a little bit later. That's hockey talk. They got... Theater, comedy, plays, you name it. SeatGeek has the greatest tickets at the greatest prices. And right now, if you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Use promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. So let's have a little bit of self-awareness. If we got a little bit more in a bank account than others, let's go ahead and use PAT. Only take $10 off. And if we're broke as shit, about to be rich, not rich yet, go ahead and use McAfee and get $20 off your first order. Shout out to SeatGeek. Shout out to you for listening. Because you could choose a lot of other things to penetrate your ear holes, and you chose this. And I think shortly into this conversation with Doran Boss, you're going to be very excited that you did, ladies and gentlemen. A time to be inspired. And I thought you were going to make cards appear there from your hand. Be honest. Oh, that that would have been pretty a insane. little bit disappointed. <laughs> I Think the whole room's a little bit disappointed there. Uh, uh, all right, ready. Three. Oh, I did it right there. <laughs> ace, 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 ace. That awesome. <laughs> That's, insane. That's so insane. It is. <laughs> Stop it. We don't need it. All right, enough. Let's get to it. Can we please? Where'd it go? Where did it go? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now from his house. He has an incredible fan on the ceiling in the background. There's four lights on it, but that is not the biggest light that this man has stepped in front of in his life. You've seen him on America's Got Talent, where he placed third, should have been first. You've seen him on the Ellen DeGeneres show numerous times. He's a friend of the show. He was on the Philadelphia Eagles for like 45 years as a long snapper. I was very lucky to befriend the man he's. His life is one that's both inspiring, incredible, and to be honest, only getting started. Uh, For the brand man, magician, both with cards and in life, John Dorenbaugh.
3: Gosh dang, man. can, Can you travel around with me with that intro?
0: Hey, I should. I should. I got a chance to see one of your shows here in Indy. You're one of the most inspiring humans on earth. It'd be an honor to share the stage with you.
3: Oh man! Oh, dude, I, I do remember that. That was
0: fun. Well, it was. We showed up as the show was starting. It was like an hour and a half show. We literally had something to do. We had to leave. I couldn't catch up with you afterwards. But I, let's talk about it right now. Your life has transitioned in a beautiful fashion. A lot of people, whenever they leave the game of football or are, are professional athletes, they have no clue what they're doing. You've taken the bull by the horns here, and I think America's Got Talent is where it all started.
3: Well, it actually started years and years and years before that. See, to me, the deal was every year I played in the league, I thought I was going to get fired or cut. So I literally thought every year I played was going to be my last year. And so every offseason, I would go perform, and I would go two around, and I would do whatever I had to do with these guys right here. Uh, and sure enough, I, I just wanted to – and probably like yourself, I just wanted to have options when I was done playing. I, whether I wanted to do that or not, I wanted options. And for me, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about anything other than – Having purpose and having a lack, I I didn't want to have an identity crisis, which is what I saw in locker rooms. When guys were done, they spent their whole life, games over. Even if they're financially stable, it was an identity crisis, right? It was a lack of purpose. And uh, And to me, that's what kind of led to some of the depression issues on top of the CTE and all that. I get it, but I just didn't want to be that guy. How
0: did magic enter your life? Because everybody, maybe not everybody has watched America's Got Talent. I have been very lucky to be able to chat with you personally about it all. Magic was really something that you leaned on in your childhood, which wasn't always as smooth as one would hope a childhood would be.
3: Yeah, so I was uh I was 12 years old. It was we we lived in a Brady Bunch family in Woodenville, Washington. Uh, my dad was the president of Little League. You know, he's my favorite person. You know, my mom was my hero, and she uh, volunteered and taught this reading program at the school I went to and made learning cool, and, and all the kids liked her. And so uh, I came home after playing at a friend's house when I was 12 years old and, and found out that my dad had murdered my mom. Uh, he turned himself in the next day. My sister and I uh, went into temporary foster homes, a uh, foster home, I should say, for about a year, year and a half. We went through the most intense therapy you could possibly imagine. And then eventually we moved down to Southern California. Where we, where we moved in with my aunt's, my mom's sister, my aunt Susan. And in that transition, I saw uh, the world's greatest magic on television. Uh, I stayed at a coach's house for a little league thing and, and met a 16 year old magician named Michael Groves. And he actually showed me the first trick I ever saw, blew my mind, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And literally from that day forward, Uh, I've shuffled cards and done magic every day of my life.
0: So by the way, you should have never had to go. You and your sister should have never had to go through what you went through as 12 year old. Uh, It's amazing what you've been able to accomplish because a lot of people could have used that as an excuse, by the way, to kind of bow out. You've chose to do the complete opposite and be a shining light in the world. But the cards really were like a therapy thing for you. How did football get
3: involved? So, Hey, this is great. So, People ask me, "What's your favorite sound in sports?" Right, and and I'll be honest with you. It's so. Oh, is it two helmets hitting? Is it the golf club? The basketball hoop? Dude, this right here, bro. Just just listen to this. Come on. Oh, that look at right that there, bridge. That's the sexiest sound ever. Um, and uh, these were my outlet. These were my buddies. Uh, everywhere I went when I was a kid, I could, I'll be honest with you, Pat, I completely forgot your question. So, (laughs) um,
0: I said the cards were therapy for you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. yeah, Yeah. 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 And and these were, these were my outlet. And then you start oh little, little waterfall shuffles, but it was an, it was this idea that I didn't even realize it at the time until I was older, if I picked up cards and I shuffle them, if I did things with these guys, uh, they, they never lied to me, but these guys always told me when I was wrong and I never felt alone. And when I had these cards in my hand, when I would sit at a table, I would light a candle and I would turn on Yanni's Greatest Hits, track number nine. I know it's either that or John Cicada. I chose Yanni. That's all we had. And uh, Who
0: the fuck? What, what the fuck is that? I, I don't even know. You what even, the- you've never heard of Yanni? Come on, man. No way. No way
3: would I know what that is. Is
0: that music or is that a DVD? Is that a magician? Who's that?
3: I, I, I think I should just bow out of the podcast. <laughs> I, exit. And, uh, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> Uh, Yanni's have, you heard a, John, have you heard of John Ciccata? Uh
0: He's an Italian fella, obviously. Uh, he Close. he okay. makes uh, music.
3: Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. All right, we're, we're just going to ignore the fact that you don't know who Yanni is and continue with the interview. So, <laughs> um, but you said these things were a therapy to me. This is what I, I, I hope people can find is an outlet like this that I had. Yep. Uh, these were my solitude. These were my peace when I had to grow up at a young age and I was bouncing around and I I lost both my parents, if I sat down and shuffled cards, the whole world around me just silenced everything around me just stood still. And I was just a kid and I didn't have to worry about growing up at a young age. I didn't have to worry about moving. I didn't have to worry about all these problems. I didn't have to worry about therapy. This was something that just chilled me out, man. And so even to this day, if I have an important decision to make, I sit at a table, I shuffle. And usually when I stand up from the table, I know the decision I want to make just based on shuffling these guys. So it was an outlet. It was a therapy. And I hope everybody in this world has something similar that they can sit back and just escape, turn it off, shut it down, and just let the mind go. And uh, so then you asked me football, I think. Yeah. If not, I'm just going to go ahead and segue my own interview into that. No, I respect um, it. Uh, I got into football. This is great. My my buddy, Kevin Johansson. he basically came up to me. He's like, yo, dude, we're in high school, right? Freshman in high school. Hey, you want to play football? And I'm like, no, not really. You know, you can hit that guy and not get in trouble. Now we're okay. Yeah, I'm in. Let's try this. <laughs> and uh, boom, that was it, man. I, I loved hitting people. So I could go home at night and sure enough, I could shuffle cards and just kind of be at peace, right? Listen to Yanni, light my candle. And then during the day I would go and play football. And, and Pat, as you know, there's like a huge adrenaline, there's a huge rockstar feeling. There's a huge uh, aggression release in that game. And so I had this balance, right? That just kind of balanced me during the day. I could hit people, not get in trouble. And at night I could shuffle and it was just I found myself through those two things interacting with one another.
0: How'd you do in school? Were you good in school or did, was it kind of a, yeah,
3: you know, my wife and I were just talking about this cause we're having a baby and uh, congrats, congrats by, the by the way,
0: congrats by the way, congrats <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> to you and your beautiful bride, by the way.
3: Yeah, baby. Very uh, pumped uh, up about. Li- she's literally due any day. Like she's literally about to pop. So we're super excited. Uh, but you know, we're talking about parenting, right? And uh, you know, she kind of had her, her fun in high school. She wasn't a bad kid at all. Ditched every once in a while. And, I was like, I, I never ditch class. And she's like, perfect, because when she says she's going somewhere and she's not, I'll totally be able to call her out because you don't know that world. I'm like, perfect, this is great. Um, but as a student, if I liked the uh, class, I was really good. Um, history, uh, it just wasn't my thing, so I barely passed. But other than that, I was like a B student, I would say. And
0: you went to college and played football, right? I would assume. What was your Yeah, present-
3: baby. So, uh, so here's the deal. At a high school, I didn't get any offers, right? I all was right. team MVP, uh, tackles, all this stuff. Not one. I was like, man, come on. Didn't even make all league. Made no sense to me. But I- I- I'm a little bitter at that. Still not in my high school Hall of Fame. I don't want to talk about
0: hey, it. Hey, me neither. So- to hell with them.
3: Oh, you're not either? No. Oh, dude. It's bad for the brand, but hey, whatever, <laughs> dude. <laughs> we're we're, hey, we're going to start our own Hall of Fame. That means nothing to anybody but us.
0: No Hall of Fames um, mean anything. What's that? Hall of Fame's awards—they don't mean anything.
3: No, no, they don't. Um, unless you're trying to get an endorsement deal and get paid more money, which, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> so, hey, here's the deal. Um, True. So I—I'll uh, be honest with you. I completely forgot the question you just asked me again. I'm, I'm college. over. College.
0: Right don't worry about it. College. Where'd you go to college?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, here's the deal. At a high school, uh, I, I was going to go to a JUCO, and you know we have Cerritos, Long Beach, uh, Palomar. I mean, the, the, the number one JUCO conference in America at the time was here in Southern California. So I chose the uh, the stellar Golden West Junior College. At the time, they were 0-30, which means they hadn't won a game in three years. And here's my rationale, Pat. <laughs> if I can't play there, <laughs> I can't play anywhere. Hang it up, right? So I said, hey, if I can't play here and get on the field, then what am I doing? So sure enough, I went to Golden West, got on the field every play, which is what you got to do to be seen, right? You got to get yourself on film. And uh, we had another stellar year at 0-10, which means the school went 0-40, uh which let's let's look at the positive here i'm an optimistic guy uh became the longest losing streak in college football history and i was a part of it now so, we're talking yeah but but it's a record you know i'm part i got a record so thank you no
0: problem you. proud of you man
3: yeah man so went to golden west and uh played a year at juco and then transferred to utep
0: okay so you go to utep what are you uh linebacker uh tight end when do you start long snapping
3: well, so I, I did it my senior year in high school and I was decent. I, I wasn't good. I was decent. And then I didn't do it when I went to golden West and, uh, my buddy Paul Tessier went to UTEP, you know, that's just when the internet was out. You still have to dial in like,
4: AOL,
3: which the young kids don't even know about that, but it would take like five minutes to get online. And I remember Googling the sun bowl and I remember the stadium. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so rockstar. So they needed a long snapper. So I just finished my freshman year at golden West and, uh, so I, I, I borrowed, if you will, some, some footage of some other players on my team. And this was two VHS tapes, right? You put the wires in the back, play, pause, record. You'd have some static in between. And uh, I, I took my highlights. I did. I was a linebacker and fullback, and I, I did pretty good. Uh, but Nick Heinley was a beast. Uh, I was 47. He was 48. Both white guys. Both looked the same. He was, I mean, he literally knocked people out. So I, I was never that guy. So I thought, well, I'll just borrow some of his huge hits. Right? <laughs> and uh and this is before hey look this is before hd cameras this is before you had 30 cameras at practice this is before you had those automatic cameras that just follow one dude the whole time so like you could barely see anyways so i was like i'll just borrow him and you know in my mind that's how i play so now you got me running with the receivers me making open field tackles making the reads taking on the pulling guards and then you got him just blowing people up, dude. Like he literally knocked himself out on two hits. I use those, obviously. And so <laughs> And then I was like, man, this dude Tim Thurman he's a beast. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's a great long snapper. He's 6'6, he's better than I ever was in my career. And UTEP needed a snapper and I was lacking snapping footage, if you will. Now I'll just borrow some of those clips <laughs> and all the that. And uh Yeah, I I literally sent a film that was comprised of three of us. I had some of my high school snaps on there. uh, And then anything in the junior college realm was Tim. And like I said money the uh, dude was money uh
0: and my so it god worked. john i'm just thinking of this high school coach thinking he's getting the next fucking lawrence <laughs> taylor this guy is just crushing people running with wide receivers he's a fullback knocking people out and he's a six foot six long snapper this guy is a dream come true <laughs> coming to utep and you just do a little sleight of hand no big deal you get to you well,
3: go ahead so it, it, it's interesting um i uh and this is this is true um, I cut it so you can see the snap, but you wouldn't see Tim stand up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: um,
3: but but now here's this is where I felt that I wasn't wrong, and the, and this is for all the kids out there. I'm not saying lie. I'm not saying cheat. I'm not saying steal. But I, uh, I, I I do think I, I believe that I was good enough, and I knew I could play, and I knew I could do it. I just needed the opportunity. So. You know, I've had people and reporters over the years say, "Well, didn't you feel guilty?" I'm like, "Well, I mean, I ended up being a 14 year old pro, so I don't know if like obviously I knew I could do it. It's just a matter of I needed the opportunity and I wasn't getting the exposure that I needed. I wasn't getting the chance.
0: I don't think so you I should feel look
3: at it more, not as conning the system but more is create an opportunity that I knew I could deliver. If you can't deliver, you're host. goes nowhere.
0: You're screwed. You can get yourself in the door, which you did, but the ability to deliver is what kept you there, and that's what made you get to the NFL. So the Philadelphia Eagles, was that your first landing spot after your UTEP experience?
3: Oh, no, dude. This sunny California kid, where else would I want to go than Buffalo, New York, baby.
0: I didn't know you wanted to know where you were at the Bills. How long were you at the Bills?
3: Well, so here's what happened. I I go to UTEP, and uh, the Texans called. They come work me out. And they're like, hey, we're going to draft you in the fifth round. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, Ryan Pompriant was Cleveland. Uh, he was a, a, a draft pick out of uh, Rice. And uh, he was a long snapper, pure long snapper. Phenomenal, by the way. The guy was unreal. Uh, and he actually went down as, uh, I think, number 70-something, 78 top 100 picks in Cleveland Brown draft history as a pure long snapper. That's oh, let's cool. go, yeah. Yeah, that's good for the brand. Great for the brand. So uh, I ended up uh, getting a call from the Texans. They're going to draft me in the fifth. Oh my gosh, me and my buddies at U Temple around the TV. Fifth round comes, and the Houston Texans select not John Dornboss. And I was like, what?
0: What? They <laughs> you lied.
3: kidding me? So uh, the uh, Green Bay called. Uh, I had some free agent offers. Green Bay offered quite a bit of money up front. And uh, my agent's like, look, dude, Rob Davis is there. He ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you right now, just don't take that job. Buffalo, they're going to give you three grand up front. It's going to be your job to lose. And if I were you, I would take that. I was like, wait, take less money. He's like, Look, I'm gonna give you a piece of advice. Take time over money, kid. Don't worry about the money. It'll come. You have a chance to make this team. So take it. And so I did. Man, I took that three G's baby, seventeen hundred bucks after taxes. I went <laughs> to UTEP the stampede. I slammed that thing on the bar top and said, Bartender, can my boys drink for free tonight? Yeah! yeah.
0: Yeah, hey, we're hey, talking.
3: Yeah, that next morning I was like, Shit, I wish I had that seventeen hundred bucks right now. But it was fun,
0: <laughs> <laughs> How long were we with Buffalo for?
3: Uh two years. And, and I was not very good, man. My, I mean, I literally was awful. I mean, it was so bad. I, I didn't even do field goals halfway through the year because I just – I was not very good, dude. The weather, uh, I still was trying to figure out – Well, this is a this is an important note. Uh, I was still trying to figure out how to snap the same each time. Yeah, yeah. Right? I got, it was kind of a learning curve, if you will. And really, the reality is this. And, and Pat, wait. Pat, what was your rookie year? 09. Uh, okay. So, mine was 03. And 03 was just about the year that teams were designating just – long snappers and sure. so it just so happened that I was better than some of the guys coming out of college but had that been today I would have never made it no way because the snappers now are so much better than I was then I just I fell in, in an era of the game that was the right time and I was good enough you
0: need to give yourself a lot more credit for a lot of things when I got a chance to watch you snap at Philadelphia you're incredible a lot of people don't know this and here we are about to break down some uh cultural myths that have all been founded around uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Dan Marino. The laces for a field goal is not on the holder. It is on the snapper. That is what the snapper is judged upon, to be honest. Every snap to be the same. Let's keep the laces facing forward. The holder, Dan Marino, because of Finkel, was getting blamed for this whole thing in the world, which has always thought, laces out, Dan, laces out, Dan. That's on the long snapper, especially now in the age of long snappers, long snapping professionally, strictly. Am I correct, John? Mm-hmm.
4: Well, the, it, it, well.
3: Here's the deal. You held, right? Yes, sir. Great. Yeah. So this is obviously the opinion of a holder. No, no. Come on. <laughs> I would like to hear the. I would like to hear an
0: answer here. Let's break down the myth from basement trophy detective. No, you know what? It,
3: it is. Well, it, it, it wasn't necessarily an 03. You just wanted a guy that could get it back there. But as this progressed, uh, absolutely, dude. So, so snappers are judged based on accuracy, speed, on punts, uh, and then on field goals. It's basically location and laces, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, now. A lot of holders like it over the spot, which means if the kicker's here and his foot, you can't see the ground. But let's say his foot's going to swing here. A lot, you know, some holders want the ball here so they can just go straight down over the spot. You know, when I was in the Northeast, the weather was so bad that we kind of learned a lot of holders would rather have it more into their shoulder a little bit. So if they fumbled it, it would hit their body, and that's just a product of being in Buffalo and having sixty-degree side wind and, and, and blizzards. But um, yeah, so I, I basically figured out that. My ball spun three and a half times. And if I hit the same spot and the same speed, same, you know, same everything, the holder would catch it. And, and now I'm not going to – I can't take credit here because uh, obviously this is a football. These are the laces, obviously.
4: And, He's holding uh, up
0: a lighter, a like bonfire lighter, one of those Extendo yeah. lighters.
3: If you want to be a great snapper, practice with these. So anyways, <laughs> uh, if this were the laces, Pat, this is interesting. Yeah, my, my ball actually didn't come at a perfect 12 o'clock, which is laces forward. Mine came at like a le- like an eleven between ten and eleven o'clock, so it was a slight turn, but worked in my favor because you would catch it, and and a holder would have a natural progression of that. Yeah, right? and absolutely. it would rotate those few degrees. So um, I look, I had really good holders, man. I, Donnie uh, Sav Rocca was a punter, amazing, Brian Mormon amazing, Craig Hendrick amazing, uh, Donnie Jones amazing, Dirk Johnson, I, I, Coy Detmer. I had really good holders that. Because here's the other thing, Pat. That I'll say. Go on. Though the laces are the responsibility of the snapper, it is the holder's responsibility to have consistency in the location uh, of which right. he catches uh. the ball. <laughs> you guys get so excited; it's your moment to shine. You're on there on one knee. You think yeah. you're cool. Yep. You want to reach for it. You want to let it come back. Well, if you you know, c- explain this to people because that's a big deal.
0: Okay, so deal. I, I I would like people to understand though that the long snapper only gets talked about when he messes up and normally the holder only gets talked about when the laces aren't great or a kicker misses the ball but the amount of precision coming out of the hands of a long snapper people have no idea about. The ability to make a ball spin look, he said three and a half times every single time it was a three and a half time spin so that he knew exactly where the laces were so that an operation can be under one, two, five every single time. I think long snappers deserve a lot more credit. I think... I was trying to give you guys more credit, even though it was appearing, oh, even though it was appearing as if I was trying to get the heat off of the holders. Long snappers are a a very incredible specimen of specialists because the ability to repeat that action on numerous occasions is something not everybody can do.
3: Well, you know, I I was obsessed with just that, right? And this goes back to learning magic. It was this idea of doing something over and over again until it looks absolutely. Maybe good enough, maybe perfect, but it's in search of that perfect rep every single time. This is this is the thing in life that I love. Like when I was a snapper, I loved to go practice punt, you know, punt and field goal. And, and field goal for me more because there was a little bit of kind of like a touch to it. There's a little bit more art, if you will, to it. There's a little bit more precision. But the idea of doing something over and over and over and over in search of a perfect rep, just to be able to do something, anything, it doesn't matter and make it look cool sometimes you mess up sometimes you don't but it isn't necessarily the exact move it's it's the process of getting to it it's the it's the journey of it it's it's you're always in search of a perfect rep and whether you find it or not at times is almost irrelevant but what you learn about yourself the resiliency all that is to me what came into it the fact that I love magic as a kid the fact that I love tediousness the fact that I love doing something uh, with repetition over and over and over I think that uh, contributed to why I kind of had success as a snapper because just like kicking, it's the same motion over and over and over.
0: Well, um, those listening, didn't get. you're going to have to check the YouTube for what just happened. He just turned an eight of diamonds into an ace while speaking through that whole time and thing, and then he flipped out five cards from behind his hand somehow. <laughs> I mean, he just basically correlated his two professions perfectly in one explanation there. And I think the tediousness of the uh, snapping and of being a specialist and of magicians is not something that everybody has in their thing. How many hours are you able to spend practicing a new trick, or do you ever get tired of it? Like right now, magic has become a job for you. Are you sick of it? Do you still love it? Do you find yourself wanting to escape and do more magic? you got an incredible bride. You're about to have a child. Is that distracting? Like, I just want to know about the ability to still get better as a magician, man.
3: Um, I, I, You and I are both really lucky that... Yep. Um, You know, For me, I I had a medical issue that that ended my career. For you, you walked out completely on your terms. But both of us still had something we love to do. And and I believe this. This is cliche. You can say what you want. But if if you do what you love to do, man, you don't work a day in your life. If you work for yourself, you don't work a day in your life because you love it. These guys right here, man, I get to spend all day, every day doing doing card tricks and doing magic and, and selling out theaters now, which is amazing. So am I sick of it? Hell no. Do I love it? You better believe it. See, now, here's another thing I'll say as a snapper it isn't the most academically challenging. So for, and, and for me, I love the, the creative process. I love using my mind. I love, uh, you know, even, you know, I, I learned how to fly a plane and I, and I loved relearning weather and geography and all this stuff. So, uh, I, that never gets old.
0: I learned. Oh yeah. I'm a pilot as
3: well. But I hey, don't, uh, look, I don't, did I, did I, Hey, was that pretty smooth? How I subtly mentioned, wait. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, it, it never gets old. I'm super excited now, but here's what kind of, it, it doesn't get stressful. And, and Pat, you might be able to relate to this cause you're in the business of content. You're yeah. in the business of entertainment. Yes, sir. You're in the business of, of similar to me, but I can have time between my shows to really think about stuff. But, um, you know, I did, a, I, I did America's got talent and, and every time I was on it, I blew my own mind. Like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm going to the next round. Oh my gosh. I got two weeks to think of something better. And you're constantly having to one up yourself. And now with the saturation of YouTube and and all the magic stuff that's on TV now, people's expectations are so much higher. People's exposure is so much higher. And oh, been there, done that. Oh, seen that. Oh, so you got to kind of one up yourself as well as everybody around you. So um, I learned this: if if I rely solely on the trick, then you get lost in that world, right? If instead I, I, I create something that's really cool, but I create a relationship with the audience that they care about me and who I am, then the trick is a tool. And now, all of a sudden, I can take a coin or I can take a card and make it disappear and I can get a standing ovation, even though they might have seen that trick a million times, because they're involved. They're emotionally involved because they care, because maybe they're learning something. Maybe we trigger an emotion. And so when I perform, that's what I try and do, create really cool stuff that triggers an emotion and takes people on a journey, because that's what Magic did for me.
0: Oh, it's starting to heat up, isn't it, Zito? Oh, Yeah. He's starting to really dive into some things. He did four magic tricks before I could even blink my eye before the thing even started. So if you're just listening to this, that could be tough to kind of get the entire effect <laughs> of it. You have to go check out the YouTube at The Pat McAfee Show. Is that correct? The Pat McAfee Show. That a boy, Fox. He puts a lot of hours in there. So does Billy. <laughs> Billy, Billy puts in a lot of hours. Billy does a great job. Billy McComas is uh, Todd's child. Mm -hmm. He puts in a lot of hours back here in the corner, doesn't speak to anybody. And when Mm -hmm. he does, it's very low pitch. I've been trying to teach him to speak with a little bass in his voice. But all I know is when he gets on the YouTube and when Foxy gets to editing, magic happens. Mm -hmm. You should go check it out. You should also check out Lisa Mattress. Right now, you get 15% off a Lisa hybrid mattress plus two free pillows when you go to Lisa.com forward slash. What does that mean, Zito? Leans forward. That a boy, McAfee, M-C-A-F-E-E, L-E-E-S-A.com forward slash McAfee. Get 15% off a Lisa hybrid mattress. That is correct. That plays no games. That's not just a unibrid.
4: It's no, a, no hybrid. It's a hybrid. Mm-hmm. It does a
0: lot of shit. It contours to your body, keeps you cool. Research says that the Lisa mattress is the best to sleep in, on. You can sleep oh, in it, too. Go ahead and cut a hole yeah. in that thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Cut a hole in that thing and sleep in it. Wrap yourself like a taco. The best thing about, you're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tuck up the ends, too. Maybe burrito. You I see what we're doing, doing I here? I love doing that. What we're, what we're saying about Lisa is they completely changed the mattress buying experience because you no longer have to go to a mattress store and roll around in other people's sweat Disgusting sweat. <laughs> Zito went with his family this past weekend to yeah. one of those because his uh, mom needed a bed immediately, and he just rolled around in it. Took his shoes off and was just bouncing bed to bed just to prove a point that you have no idea what's happening in those mattresses. And when you lay on them, you're like, "Oh, it's just comfortable. Am i going to like it." You never know because you're in public. It's very different. Lisa did all the studying for you. They send you the mattress that's perfect for you, that you're going to love, and it arrives at your door in a box. That is lisa.com forward slash McAfee for 15% off a hybrid mattress and two free pillows. Ty Schmidt, how was the box unwrapping experience?
5: Oh, It's the best ever. It takes about you know less than three minutes. I was
0: talking to some people. They had some questions. They're like, I don't know how I feel about my mattress just arriving at my door. This is how you should feel.
5: Bro! Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's convenient it's amazing lisa.com forward slash McAfee now back to the combo you're an amazing individual man you are absolutely incredible I'm very happy that you lied your ass off to get into UTEP <laughs> which led to Buffalo and you sucking there and then you ending up in Philadelphia no
3: no 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 I, I went to I went to Tennessee so I, I got cut from Buffalo Jesus uh, not only that but I made final cuts so Pat think about this I made the final cut I'm good no, we're talking. And as in the NFL, if you're on the roster Tuesday at four o'clock, you get paid for that week. Yeah, you do. I got cut. I kid you not. Tuesday at three fifty-five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even worth a one-week paycheck. I,
3: I mean, I was like, um, now look, I wasn't really good, and I, you know, I. But the bottom line is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I made final cuts You're two. This is amazing. Okay, cool. Then I get a call at, at Tuesday at like three thirty. Hey, uh, John, just wonder if you can come down to the facility, you know, just, uh, come pretty, say hi, I guess.
0: Pretty quick too, by the way, if you get down cool. here in less than 30 minutes, that'd be great.
3: Yeah. Here's the deal. I always live within a minute and a half. And if I run a red light, I'm there in 48 seconds for a strategic reason. I like to sleep, <laughs> So uh, I lived really close to the facility and they knew that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, so I went, I, I got cut. I didn't go to training camp. Uh, Ken Amato was a snapper in Tennessee, really good for a long time. And, uh, he got hurt. So the Titans brought me in. I played like nine games in Tennessee, Loved it. Um, then I got released and uh, didn't go to training camp, didn't go to an off-season, which was awesome, by the way. And then I didn't get picked up the first few months. And then in October, again, the Titans picked me up because Amato got hurt, so I filled in. And then I got released, which was okay. But my friends were like, John, you realize this is the greatest side job ever. You work like eight weeks a year in the league. You make good money. <laughs> and then you just dick around the rest of the year. Like, are you like, how do I get this gig? And then I was like, dude, you know what? They're actually – this is like actually – I'm not going to any off seasons. I'm not doing training camp. I'm playing a few weeks a year. Which, as you start your years start getting up, you, you start making you know good money per game. So I'm like, dude, if I could literally, Pat, think about this. If you could play like five weeks a year, oh. I mean, lock it in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> lock it in. Lock, dude. You get all the retirement benefits. And I'm sitting there going, gosh, now how can I like making the league was cool, but how can I be like the five week a year guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to make Pro Bowls. I'm just trying to be the five-week-a-year guy. You know what I mean?
0: But you end um, up making Pro Bowls. Tennessee cut you, let you go. Do you end up in Philadelphia after Tennessee?
3: No. So, I, again, uh, I got to think about that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, a couple weeks went by, and uh, Coach Reed called with the, with the Eagles. And, and this is a cool thing, man. What's well, not really – this not really bad. Their snapper, Mike Bartram, great dude, broke his neck. Sad. I, I, it's sad. That That's not a cool thing. I mean, it was for me, and he's okay, so it's a cool thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <he>, uh, <laughs> Uh, he got a call from Bob Stoll, who was the athletic director at UTEP when I was there. Let's go. And Bob Stoll gave Andy Reid, I think, a big break in college football as a coach. And then Coach Reid coached at UTEP. So I literally go work out with another name that you'll know here. You remember John Kondo? Hell yeah. Great. played over 10 years, man, a pro bowler for for the Oakland. So literally, it could have been him or I. And Andy Reid walked out and said, uh, hey, Bob Stoll called me, said, you're my guy. Said, you're good for the locker room. So guess what? Do what you want. You want to run, run. You want to work out, work out. But I'll tell you what: if it ain't there on Sunday, you're fired. I go, Coach. You and I are going to get along. Uh, I'm not going to run, but it'll be there on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I told him. And Andy Reid and I, man, we've been buddies ever since. And uh, I'd run through a brick wall for that guy, man. One of my favorite coaches I ever had. And sure enough, I I stuck in Philly for for ten. Dude, can I can I tell you one? Do I have time to tell you one story?
0: Yeah, go on, man. We got
3: nothing before I before I go to Philadelphia. Before I go to the great city of, I was about to say state, Philadelphia. City of Philadelphia. The Seattle Seahawks call me to work out. I believe it was Bob Castillo was, was the special teams coach. Okay, Rumor what? is they called him Bucket Bob. So now I, I grew up in Woodenville, and my mom is buried in, in Woodenville, which is 30 minutes north of Seattle. And so my early childhood was that. So to me, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a calling. Yeah. I'm literally going to go play for the Seattle. I always wanted to be a Seattle Mariner. That, that's what I wanted to be. And uh, playing the Kingdom, which was torn down, but Quest Field was actually built – On the grounds of the kingdom, which is just as good. Sacred grounds. Let's go. Yep. What's that?
0: It's sacred grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have
3: stood where Ken Griffey Jr. stood and Jay Buhner and Edgar Martinez and all these guys. It would have been amazing. So I go. I'm feeling good about myself. I do a workout, and then uh, basically, yeah. And it was uh, who? Who was the the really tall dude from Miami before Denny? Ed. uh, um, I couldn't even guess. Ed Perry. Yes. And that's before your time.
0: Yeah, of course. It's I think Ed they Perry. took
3: Ed Perry. He, he was a great player and much bigger than me. But long story short, Seattle basically had the gist of, you're too small, you're probably never going to play in the league again. Oh, man. It's a low blow, man. It you is. Know I mean? But, hey, honesty. So I ended up signing with Philadelphia. I'm proud to say that in 11 years, Philadelphia had one snapper that played in every single game, 162 straight, baby. Let's go! So I, believe, I believe the Seattle Seahawks went through, like, I don't know, Five ten 10 snappers in that 10 years so sure enough it's you know i'm on the field some of the seahawks now the eagles are playing the seahawks and it was one of my free agency years and they kind of i said look dude just save yourself this dude right here is never coming to seattle because i'm too small for you guys so i'm just gonna stay here in philly and just rock on baby so.
0: hey go fuck yourself bucket bob
3: yeah <laughs> yeah you damn so right. uh, I ended up being in Philly, and and now look, I'm gonna can I, can I throw out can I spit some wisdom real quick to these love it to some of the listeners because I, I try and literally when I do a show uh, I try and make it super entertaining for an adult, but I also try and talk to my 14, 15, and 16 year old self when I was lost. Right? All right, let's go. Um, I wasn't the best all the time. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't the most athletic. I wasn't the fastest. Um, I was undersized. But if you're out there. And you want to be something and you want to do something. If you stay on the path and you just stay focused, you show up every day on time and ready to work. The people around you are going to fall off the path for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. But they're going to start jumping off. And eventually my goal when I was in the league, when I was with the Eagles, is I wanted to be the oldest player on the team. And people thought that was, well, that's random. Yeah, but if I'm the oldest player on the team, then I gave myself so many opportunities to have success in what I love to do. Oh, you want to win a Super Bowl? Great. Well, what if I won one the next year and then I got cut and never played again? So if I was the oldest guy on the team, I'm good to go. Now, to do that, you want to surround yourself with people that lift you up. But here's the deal. You also want to become a teammate that your team would hate to lose and every opponent fears. And I believe that. And how you do that is you basically be kind to one another, work hard, make yourself so valuable, not just on the field, but in the locker room and the sponsors and to anything in your business. Be somebody that people want to be around. And the next thing you know, guys like Andy Reid, who have some pull, are going to keep you around. Because you do your job, you get it done, you show up. They don't have to worry about you. You hold yourself accountable. So therefore, they don't have to hold you accountable. And they know that they would rather ride and die with you than maybe somebody that was athletically better than you or faster than you or had to do sports science. Get the fuck out of here, man. Oh, oh, John, your hands are too small from peak. Dude, shut the hell up, dude. All that stuff's out the window, man. You show up. You give everything you got every single day. And you make sure that the people around you want to see you succeed because they care about who you are. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. Did you see my post for draft week? It was, was probably the greatest post. Ever. I was
0: about to run through a wall right there. I mean, I was literally about to run through a wall right there. I, I want to let you know you're, you're like motivating me right now as a 32 year old man, you're talking about motivating 14 and 15 year olds. I'm about to run through that wall right there.
3: So, well, thanks Pat. So, so well, my, no, uh, I'm
0: going to have to fucking pay for construction. I mean, it's kind of your fault. It's here. so
3: worth it. So, <laughs> worth it. so worth it. Uh, no, your- but, but literally look, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to follow your lead on social media and be more active in it. but, uh, which by the way, uh, for all your inspirational needs, go to at John Dornboss on Twitter at John Dornboss on Instagram and www.johndornbos.com. All right, here we go. So anyways, incredible the, um, plug,
0: incredible yeah, plug. Like
3: a little shameless plug. If I, I wish I had like a, what is it? Like a, who's one of your sponsors, man? I, I need to get like a
0: Seek Geek's a good sponsor.
3: You know, like, okay, there you go. Just pretend like that said that.
0: We can edit yeah. that in. We'll edit that in for sure, Foxy. We'll edit that in. Yeah,
3: right. just go ahead and cut that whole thing out there. <laughs> no way. <laughs>
0: we'll edit it in uh, Geek right there on that card. Oh, yeah, perfect. Yep. Yeah,
3: for sure. Perfect. But, yeah, man, it's 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 a matter of I had success truly because, one, I think I had balance in my life. I, I think football was not my end-all, be-all. Uh, it's not – I didn't put my whole life into it. And in the offseason, I'd perform, and, and I had balance. But that took pressure off me that uh, I knew that if football didn't work out, I would figure out life, right? And so – Um, and then I just showed up every day, man. I showed up with a smile on my face, wanting to work. I was super thankful for opportunities. Uh, you know, when I lost my family and I went through therapy, it was this moment of having this, um, um, sense of pride in my name and, and sense of pride that I never wanted to be babysat. I never wanted to have somebody look over my shoulder. I never wanted to be the guy that was always late. And so, you know, you take that and you you put that, you know, in your mind exponentially, man, happiness is a decision. Uh, it's not an emotion, it's a choice. How we think about ourselves, how we talk to ourselves, how we view ourselves, that's something that happens here. And so we get this right, all of a sudden when we leave the house, the same way we talk to ourselves here is the same way we talk about the world out there. So uh, get your head right, and uh, man, keep on keeping on, rock on, and guess what? You, you can be like Pat and I, which are two slapdicks doing what they love to do, entertaining people and having fun and changing the world one person at a time. But it just takes a little bit of effort, a little bit of sacrifice, and uh, sure enough, man... Do you? Pat, you and I are.
0: Do you say all this on your Instagram? Like this is classic,
3: I, dude. Honestly, this is. I don't even, is
0: this not? I mean, this is. I, this is a I lot just, better well, than. I, no, no.
3: Here's the deal. I was just Will Ferrell in old school and just went like that, and then now I'm back in. I don't even know what I just
0: said. <laughs> well, listen. You need to Will Ferrell that and get your beautiful bride. Just go ahead and pop a camera on you, and then send it over here to Foxy and just put some captions on it. You're going to be the next big life coach on Instagram. This is. Let's go. Well, everything you just said there. Was uh, real, first of all, because you're a genuine, dude. Motivating as hell and true. I think those are all three. That right there, that's what you call a recipe for success on social media, there, John. <laughs> that's what you call a recipe for success. Quick question for you before I let you get out of here, because I know Maybe. you're a busy man.
3: First of all, first of all, for you, Pat, I got all the time in the world, man. Amen. So, so if you're if you're gonna kick me off your show, I'm not. Just, just tell me you're kicking
4: me off the show. No, 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 I'm not. Don't blame me for
0: it. I honestly thought you had something to do today. I thought you had something to do today. But let's. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So, well, I got to meet you because Henry Basket, who was a Philadelphia Eagle, he's a special teamer there for the Eagles, came to the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, after the first season there with the Colts, he had a golf outing in New Mexico. Pierre Garçon and I fly out there. I am gone by the time I get there. I mean, we were partying very hard on the plane, very, very hard. Me and Pierre, I think we had an entire Southwest flight. Like, we gave shots to everybody on the flight. I mean, it was a great time, electric time. We arrive, we get there. Hank meets me at the hotel or whatever at the resort. And uh, I'm like, Yo, what's going on, man? We're having a good time here. He's like, Everybody's kind of hanging out in there. Uh, John Dornboss, snapper for the Eagles, is doing magic. Go say what's up to him, whatever. I was like, uh, Okay, Hank. Like, I'm not a 13 year old. I don't fuck with magic. I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah, at the who bar.
3: Who hang with the magic? That's <laughs> yes, I said. I said
0: I'm gonna be at the bar over here. Or you know, just kind of let me know. And he was like, No, please come meet John. And I walked in. Literally, I walked directly in. And you were holding court at this table. And I sat down, and I was loud and interrupted and everything. I'm like, What's going on, man? And you're like, hi, I'm John. I'm like, oh, what's up? I'm Pat. And you start doing magic. You did like six tricks back to back to back blew my mind so much. I got sober. I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. This dude is a real magician. This shit. Me and Pierre were like sitting next to each other. Like, are you seeing this shit? It was incredible. And ever since then I just knew. And I think my, one of my first things I told you is like, why are you still long snapping? Like yeah. you, you are such an incredible magician. Why are we even risking these hands being injured at all? You can do things that are just amazing. Then we made a pro bowl a couple years later together. I saw you at the Pro Bowl where you were blowing everybody's mind in the green room during the Pro Bowl draft and I think I said again why are you even long snapping like go fucking do magic and then now you've got a chance to really conquer both worlds it's incredible to watch you kind of blow up and take over man
3: so I, I've had a great opportunity to get really cool quotes from celebrities which in the entertainment business relevancy over time uh, you know celebrity stamping you is great uh, in all my career and I've been able to do a lot of cool things I think that's the best quote <laughs> for any performance I've ever done. My magic was so cool, it sobered Pat McAfee. <laughs> I mean, that's
0: It blew that's my cool. mind. I walked in there Dude. ready to go. I was like, all right, 72 hours, just going to be laid out here in the middle of New Mexico. You got,
3: you, you got time for probably my favorite trick of all time? Yes. It's one of my favorites of all time. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to take a pencil and a dollar. Now, this is, this is something I learned as a kid. And uh, it's this idea that you could take a pencil and go right through the center and just kind of like bicep Uh, I don't know if they can the camera see that Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's off a little bit yeah we can see it okay cool check this out Uh, I learned this trick when I was a kid and what's ironic about this is when I was a kid and I was learning magic it was kind of a time when my life was kind of upside down and with all seriousness uh, I I love the idea of tearing things and putting them back together because that's what I was doing with my life right things were getting torn apart and I needed to put myself back together so I love this And, and hopefully you can hear this but listen and just as good as new. Now, to me, that was gold. Now, check this out. Uh, a, a lot of people, they, they see this trick and, and, oh, and the ears kind of fool them, right? Because uh, they think that they hear the bill rip, which is which is cool. Um, I got a buddy, I got a magician that I'm a fan of. His name is Shoot Ogawa. He's a Japanese coin magician. Oh, yeah. The dude's off the chain. And so I wanted to learn this trick. Uh, he showed me a little bit about it and uh, I would call him, and, and this is actually funny. He'd be in Japan and I would leave a voicemail and I'd be like, ah, oh, he wouldn't answer. It was like three in the morning, right? He wouldn't answer. And, ah,
0: Shoot! Got it, because that's his name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Agawa. Yeah. Oh,
3: so check this out. Uh, this time it's not gonna—you're you're not gonna hear it. Uh, you can just set it in the center, and watch this, man. This is amazing. And you don't actually hear it, but you'll see it go right through the middle, and that's just as good as new, right there, man. I've loved this trick since I was a kid, and that right there, man. <clears throat> Boom. And if you need a transition, how about that? Bam! How?
0: But how do you do that? Like how he just took a Ticonderoga, number two, Matt Patricia pencil, and he just put it right through a dollar bill two times. One hot dog wise, one uh, hamburger wise. If you know what I'm talking, portrait landscape, just right there in front of her face, right in front of the camera. It makes no sense, John. It makes no absolutely no sense what you do.
3: Hey, so uh, look, I follow you on Instagram. I follow you on social. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you kicking. Mm-hmm. Would you would you go back if somebody called?
0: It's going to have to be the right situation. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I have I haven't smoked any vitamins in a month. Okay, so okay. I've, I've been a month clean here. I'm leaving <laughs> all of the options on the table uh, so, b- about uh, a potential. I
3: it was I believe it was the great Gary Anderson. He used to kick for the the Vikings, right? Yep. Now, or or Morton Anderson. It was one of the Andersons. Did you, Did you hear about his deal back in the day? No. Okay, this is a rumor, but this is genius because Pat, this is this is this is where you're at. So apparently. The guy played like 25 years, tried to retire. The Vikings just kept having him back. So at the end of his career, he's basically like, look, here's the deal. I don't practice. I don't show up. I fly home during the week. I'll join the team on Saturday. I'll kick off on Sunday. And then you're going to fly me back to whatever state I was living in. And they were like, cool. And then he's like, oh, and I don't want to hurt my career average. So uh, I don't kick anything outside of 35 yards. And they're like, cool. Are you kidding me? And apparently that was like his deal for a couple of seasons. Oh my God. That's what I heard. I, I,
0: I'm going to have to succeed. I want to kick field goals, though. I don't want to punt. Yeah. I want to kick field goals. So I'm going to have to do well for a couple of years before somebody will sign me up for that. The punter for the Giants, too. Uh, I should know his name. I'm going to get crucified for this right now. Um, oh, uh, gee, he didn't practice all week either. And he was
3: the, just- uh, Is he a uh, Brad Wing? Is he
0: still there? No, no, Let's talk about back in the day. This guy was there for like 22 years. I see. Oh, a- Sean. Uh,
3: no, um, uh uh, oh my gosh! Oh, uh, I'm gonna get murdered for this. I'm gonna oh get absolutely. Yeah, Jeff Feagles. Fie- Jeff Feagles. Yes,
0: Fiegel. Jeff Feagles had the same type of deal where he was just like, uh, "Yep, here's the deal. I'll see you guys on Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna chill out though for the next couple of days." He would punt the ball 41 yards out of bounds every single time. It's like this is what I'm gonna do every time. Every time I'm just gonna do this. I'll see you on Sunday. Everybody else can eat shit. I mean, it was beautiful. Maybe we'll get that deal done. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Why? So, do-
3: okay, so so for the brand, can I do I have time for one more funny story? Well, can I tell you that
0: you are the a in the brand did you know that i
3: don't Yeah, like literally am i don't tell me i'm the silhouette of the logo yeah i'll like shit
0: myself you are you're the a in the for the brand you are the
3: do you tell that to everybody
0: no you actually are and if you look at it and you actually look at it now as you you'll definitely see you too i mean it's very it's actually kind of obvious that you're the a i didn't want to get sued by you or your team so i didn't want to tell you into you know that's on its way (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you're the a you're the a
3: did you ever okay did you ever hear the story remember the south see this is before you guys do you remember southwestern bell the phone company before cell phones
0: uh, yeah i've heard of it
3: so I, I could have sworn i read this and you might want to fact check this but long story short they had that little blue bell and it was on every pay phone every every uh, phone book and i guess a disgruntled employee was like i wonder if they do trademark a logo i should probably know that whatever register whatever and so sure enough they didn't so apparently this guy went and trademarked that little blue bell and went back to his boss and said, hey, here's the deal. We kind of got an issue. And apparently the guy was paid out.
0: Well, it's just like the Madres-Padres thing this weekend. Did you see that? Hmm. The San Diego Padres changed their name to the Madres for Mother's Day. As soon as they went to Madres, some kid snatched up Padres. So that kid has it right now. He's probably going to get paid out. <laughs> Come, Come on. In. Yeah, Wait, I swear whoa, to God. Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, They actually let go of their... Yeah,
0: because like- they changed their name to the Madres without having like another backup to the Padres. So, some kid just like fucked with them and just snatched it basically. And they're probably gonna have to pay that kid a couple thousand dollars wow. if I had to guess to get that back.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, like the, 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 the name or the website?
0: At Madres, at Padres. Not the website, just at like their oh, Twitter handle. My. Genius yeah. by that it's kid. He's a
3: genius. genius He's way ahead of his time. Genius that kid. All I, right. So, we're, we're, this is for the brand and for that, right? So, uh, I, look, I, I just, I felt like you work. Uh, smarter, not harder. Oh, and so at the end of my career in practice, we had sports science in Philadelphia. And I I just, this to me cracked me up. So Donnie Jones, the legend, one of my greatest friends in the game. After after Bag of bones. Donnie Jones, bag of bones, baby. Yeah. Uh, Did you know how that came about?
0: No, because he kills balls, huh?
3: No, dude, apparently there was some guy in sports talk that would call in as a fan. And like, it didn't matter in Philadelphia what was being talked about, right? So let's say they're talking about the 76ers. All of a sudden this caller would call in and be like, Yeah, hello. And they'd be like, hey, who do you think the 76ers should draft? Who should they draft? Donnie Jones, bag of bones. (laughs) Like, he would call in all the time to the point where I think the sports, like radio people, like, were getting annoyed because they'd be like, dude, you know, and everything was just, it didn't matter what question. For whatever reason, dude, this guy always got through. And you just hear, oh, dude, Donnie Jones, bag of bones, baby. (laughs) The legend was born. All right, so sports science, Philadelphia, right? I'm a long snapper. Uh, Brian Brayman was a bee specialist. Oh fuck runs- that guy!
0: He bees. almost broke my leg. He was an Houston.
3: He's, a, it, he's an animal. I call him a Viking. He looks like Thor. So, are you ready for this? The guy can run. He ran like 22 miles an hour in a game, which is really, really. I mean, it's so fast, dude. It's faster than I, I think my my career average in the sports science world is. I think 5.3 miles an hour is like what I ran. <laughs> that boy, <laughs> it, right? That boy John. Which, hey, look. Hey, you know, it's five 5.2 miles an hour faster than some others. So, here's the deal. We're at practice. Practice is now over. Donnie Jones and I are walking off the field. And one of the sports science guys comes out with his clipboard. Hey, John, guess what? And I'm like, and I'm not a big sports science guy. He goes, what? You ran 21.3 miles an hour today. Whatever you did, you need to keep it up. Because we need to open up that hamstring, get that lactic acid out. We need to expand the quad. And I'm thinking to myself, stop, just stop, dude. You're telling me on average, all your data says I run between five and seven miles an hour. And you're going to tell me that I ran 21.3 miles an hour? And the guy's like, yep, that's what the data says. Brian Brayman is 22 miles an hour. So you're telling me I'm I'm almost as fast as Brian Brayman. Yep, that's what the data says. Now, in my mind, Pat, I'm thinking to myself, I look at Donnie. We didn't even put our cleats on. I've I've been in my tennis shoes all day. So I'm going, oh, my gosh, dude. You know what we did? We we got on one of those gators, and we were driving around the field. (laughs) We we, we had two fields that were back-to-back, so it was like a 200-yard stretch. So Donnie and I would open up the gator, and we hit like almost 22 miles an hour. And these guys literally thought, I mean, <laughs> I mean come on, dude. This is the Chip Kelly era, science, right? Man. Let me tell you something, dude. You, you can't measure a man's will and heart, dude. You can't. That's sports science does for the birds. This
0: was Chip Kelly era, right? Whenever you guys are peeing yeah, every morning.
3: I, I did love Chip, man. I still talk to him. Um, I, you know, I, I love Chip Kelly.
0: Chip I'm Kelly fan. was nice to me too. He came up to me every warm up that we played the Eagles and like said, what's up to me and dap me up and everything like that. But I think everything he brought to the league was kind of a little bit amateur in my head.
3: You know, uh, Here's where I respect him. Um, he did something different, man. He, and he took a shot. And you know what? People that have success long-term, they take shots, dude. And uh, as a coach, Chip was great to me as a, as a speaker. Uh, he was phenomenal. And uh, really, if you go see my show, it's basically uh, I plagiarized Chip Kelly and Kevin Elko. So just <laughs> if you've seen them, then don't worry about coming to my show. <laughs> No, nah, I'm just kidding. But you I liked you.
0: You guys had to pee every morning, right? I mean, that was something you had to do. Like, literally, you had to pee in a cup every single morning,
3: right? Yeah, and, and I'm like, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, what is that going to tell me? You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know what? I, I think some of the people that were hired at the time today they became more about those checklists than playing.
0: Yeah. You I know, know and, and, and
3: I think for some of those people, it was about justifying their job yep. and justifying that you need me in order to stay. And so... You know, it, there there was a growing period there, and as everything is when something's new. But um, look, dude, I, you know, here's the deal. In in my opinion, now, now Pat, I'd like your opinion. In my opinion, if I'm if I'm playing right, okay, uh, I'd rather have a guy that wears his boots to work, flicks a cigarette, chugs a beer, goes out of a tunnel, punches you in the face, and then goes home. Yep. I want that guy.
0: I was that guy. I think that's why. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> that's- <laughs> <laughs> that's why i think i'm 100 in with you for that i agree Can i just completely. give
3: you the greatest pat mcafee uh, <laughs> I mean, put that in your bio right i uh, want a guy I would, uh, I would hit a strip club i would drink a beer i'd <laughs> smoke a cigarette i'd go outside and punch you in the face <laughs> pat mcafee
0: <laughs> Pat McAfee story you,
3: you could argue right that you know do you, do you want you know somebody that ran on the perfect hussein bolt right fast man in the world have you seen his training facility no google it the guy ran on literally rocks and gravel and like he didn't have any of that you know when he grew up and but guess what dude that's the guy i want john runyon that's the guy i want a guy that just literally does whatever it takes to get the job done
0: and somebody that cares about their teammates i don't think that is talked yeah. about enough i think people that care about each other and come together are a much better team than a bunch of stud athletes i i believe that oh for sure thoroughly i've been on a lot of great teams a lot of great teams i've been on a couple bad teams and i think the reason the biggest the easiest thing to see between the difference between the two was one team liked each other the other team didn't i mean it was just a very easy thing to tell and i don't think that gets talked about enough whenever they're going through all these sports science analytics is like is this guy likeable or not will this guy be uh, a good teammate or not i don't think you can judge that really i don't i don't think there's a way to judge that
3: it's hard chemistry's hard right and and but i'll tell you this you're 100% right i mean the teams that have had success are teams that get along the teams that can communicate and it's also it's also like, Pat, if you and I were teammates, I actually care about your family. Yep. Like I actually care about when you go home, I care about the well-being of you. So what does that make me do? It makes me work harder and it makes me want to win more for you than me. And the next thing you know, you go home and guess what you do? You look at me and say, man, Sean, I care about his family. I care about his well-being. So now what does that do? Now you want to win more for me than you do yourself. So now you get a team of people that want to win more for each other. That, that elevates your own game. That pushes your boundaries both. Mentally, emotionally, physically, it raises the bar of what you can do because you're not there for yourself, man. You get that, bro. You destroy people.
0: Well, I think you're playing for each other and not with each other. You know. Yes, and that's the yes. biggest difference. And speaking yeah, of,
3: would, uh, well, Pat, I would much rather play for you than with you.
0: Well, uh, if you want to play with me, uh, you got great I mean, hands. Yeah. I've, I've seen your touch. So that's a whole.
3: That's a whole different brand.
0: <laughs> also a popular
3: one, by the way. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. In 2000, we don't judge that brand either. No, we don't judge that brand I'm in. at all. Um, i John, I can't thank you enough, man. You're the best, dude.
3: Bro, whatever you want, man.
0: Do you do shows? Like, how, how can people at johndornboss.com they can figure out where you're at, how where they can see yeah. you? Yeah,
3: we're, we're, we're talking to some cool venues, uh, and, and I'm just putting a tour. I, I took some time off, uh, obviously, because we're having a baby here. But, uh, it, dude, this is actually pretty cool, man. For for me, this was really cool. I, you know, we had we have a show in like two months in Atlantic City at the Borgata, at the Music Box. I love this venue. It's amazing. But we're like two months out, and it's, they're, both shows are sold out.
1: Let's oh, go! Oh, now, baby,
3: come on! Okay, for the, for the brand, baby. So hey, you're the um, A there. We're that. we're gonna throw some shows up here. We're booking November, December, January. We're gonna start stringing them out. So uh, you can go to JohnDornbos.com and uh, you know, really, a, a big niche of mine though too is is the is the corporate speaking world. That's that's been a niche for me for a long time, and it's it's awesome, dude. I love it. Uh, tell my life story, do magic along the way, and it's upbeat, it's rock star, but it's real. Every story I tell is real. The emotions are real. So. Uh, if I can help you guys out, yeah, hit me up.
0: I think you can dominate Instagram too once you figure it out because everything I've like, heard mm-hmm. is literally everything that would just yeah. dominate on
3: Instagram. Dominate. I, hey, did, does, uh, do, you, do you guys have a – are you guys your own marketing firm?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's
3: what we're all, yeah. yeah. we're yeah, an addict. I think we should go in business. Well,
0: why don't you, hey, listen, I would love to – I mean, the videos that we're going to make just from this strictly are going to crush mm-hmm. on the internet. Crush. Killer.
3: Yeah, you should know so, that. So, okay, so now you tag me, right, and then I can repost it?
0: Well uh, yeah, Instagram they have that reposting. We'll add you in that for sure. Perfect. Twitter Twitter, by the way, build up your Twitter too. Everybody's like focused on Instagram. Twitter's where you get your most loyal diehard fans. Mm-hmm. Cause you're interacting really. Yeah, because you're interacting with them. They love uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need
3: see, I need to I need to go to school on that. Dude, but here's the deal. It's a full-time job, dude. Oh, yeah. It's all day, every day. It's a full-time job.
0: John, I can't thank you enough for joining us. The magic was incredible. Check that out on YouTube. Follow him at John Dornboss. He doesn't have an H in John. It's just J-O-N. You're an incredible long snapper. Incredible long snapper. I got to catch one of your balls at the Pro Bowl. You're incredible. Your magic was sobering, it was enlightening, it was incredible, the world gets to see it, and if they get a chance to go see you on tour, they need to do it, because we got to see you in person, and it was an electric thing, and today, I can't thank you enough, brother, I appreciate you.
3: Oh, man, love you guys, thank you.
0: Hey, don't sue us for you being the A.
3: No, I won't, but now I'm going to totally look at this, and and- Debate what I need to do because you just blew my mind
0: right now. Well, blew my mind. you blew our minds in this conversation. Lucky to have ah! you. All right, enough, <laughs> enough <Whoa>. with it. The- <laughs> See you later. Hey,
3: Pat, yeah. I love you, baby. I'm out.
0: I love you too, man. See ya. That was incredible.
5: Yeah, it really was. Inspirational.
0: It was. See, you know, got to speak into I always forget. Yeah, there's a microphone there. You got to speak into it. He really is just... I've known him for years and years, and everybody has seen him on America's Got Talent, Ellen DeGeneres, I think she only gets like 75 million viewers a, a day. Everybody's <laughs> seen her, him on there. But whenever he just starts, he's just one of the guys, but he just so happens to have one of the most inspiring stories of all time. Mm-hmm. You were saying it off air, Ty. A mm-hmm. lot of excuse for him to just be a complete shit bum.
5: Oh, yeah. Big time.
0: You know what I mean? And I would assume that statistics say... Anybody that goes through what he, he went through is supposed to be a shit bubber.
5: Yeah, like 99 out of 100 guys, probably. He's the exception to the rule.
0: Well, yeah. Instead, it's the complete opposite. He's inspiring people. We got a chance to go to one of his corporate gigs. It was oh, like I was about to take off to the very moon. Good. Three times in the middle of that conversation, I was about to run through this wall right here. Construction would have been expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little a little bit fitter, too. I mean, I probably could have made it through. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of old Dorn Bust, though. Very thankful he came on the show. Very thankfully, he came. Hey, I learned a lot too about the long snapper holder thing. See that? that was some good facts right there. It's pre- precision. It's unbelievable. He was trying to blame me. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to make you look good here, John. I enjoyed that. John was an incredible snapper too. Like he, he sells himself very, very short. Very short. Not as short as the Seahawks said he was, but he sells himself <laughs> short. Yeah, when you're a Pro Bowler for that many years, you know you're good. Well, the the thing about it is nobody votes for a long snapper for Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so I didn't want to bring that up. But he is a guy that deserved it. So normally long snappers just get chosen by the coach that is coaching in it. I see. Right? So there's no voting for it. Yeah. There's no Pro Bowl voting, which I think should be changed. They're the way. only ones? They're the only position that doesn't oh, wow. get recognized for a Pro Bowl vote. Yeah. It's huh. bullshit. But he was incredible. He was very good uh and i'm lucky to call him a friend and i think the world is lucky to hear his story
5: yeah that's what i think like you mentioned too that's some that's one that you you should watch on youtube because some of the magic he was pulling out just out of nowhere incredible
0: it was like he was getting bored he was like just uh i've told this story so many times let me go ahead and fucking make this car just disappear in front of (laughs) pat's face and then just keep talking and act as if pat isn't supposed to be completely i was mind blown in there literally mind blown he's a good dude you think he's gonna Mm -hmm. sue us for being the A and the brand? Yeah. He was excited to hear he it. He's pumped. Mm-hmm. That's good. If he gets bigger, though, we're probably going to have to change it to a, a more low-profile guy. I mean, I don't know how much bigger he can get. He's on Ellen every week. <laughs> he was on her, um, he was on her uh, Week of Giving or whatever it's called. Oh, uh, nice. yeah. That's massive shows for mm-hmm. her. And he was on there doing the whole thing and dancing. Ellen, here we go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped a couple uh, swear words in her he too. He did, yeah. He's really PG operator normally, mm-hmm. which makes sense business-wise for him. If Ellen DeGeneres was going to let me on her show every week, I'd, I'd stop fucking swearing to <laughs> Alarm, the willies, the heebie jeebies, panic. There are dozens of words for fear, but just one for an exceptional home security company to stop fear at your front door. Simply safe. Simply safe is home security that knows it feels good to fear less. This is award winning 24 7 protection that protects your home through it all. Blizzards. Check. Into the microphone. Check. Blackouts? Check. Burglars? Check, check. Rain? Check. Tornado? Check. Simply safe has won awards from all the tech experts that actually count. Check. The Verge calls it the best home security. Check. It's won Reader's Choice from PC Magazine. Check that. Ooh. It's a two-time winner of CNET Editor's Choice and a Wirecutter Top Pick. Dot the eyes. The, hey, CNET Editor's Choice?
5: Yeah, nothing to sneeze at.
0: Not one thing. No, no, <laughs> not a one thing to sneeze
5: at. Nope, not at all. Seeing that gives you that high praise. Uh, take notice. Yeah,
0: and wire cutter top pick. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
5: again, Can nothing to it? sneeze at.
0: Simply Safe has no contract, no hidden fees, and no gotchas. Gotcha. And they always keep prices fair and honest. Thanks to Simply Safe, fear has no place in a place like home.
4: Mm.
0: A house is made of brick and stone. Yeah, a home is made of love. And comfort alone.
2: A wolf ain't knocking that down. No way. No blowing it.
0: Wow. You're right. He can huff and puff mm-hmm. and just go on to the next house. Cause with a simply safe he turn around. He turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Try Simply Safe with free shipping and free returns. You'll get a sixty day risk free trial too. Order now and have your home protected within a week. Go to SimpliSafe.com slash McAfee to get started today. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. SimpliSafe.com slash McAfee. Be sure to go there so they know that we sent you. SimplySafe.com slash McAfee. Let's dive into some NBA conversation with a good friend of mine and a guy that is balls deep in the NBA conversation, Darius Butler. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me now from a... Decked out Lincoln Navigator, riding shotgun. It looks incredible. He was once a second-round draft pick for the New England Patriots. He was a stud corner for the Indianapolis Colts as well. Moved to safety. Did it all in the NFL. Also, one of the smoothest athletes I've ever seen in my entire life. He's an internet aficionado. Talks about the NBA a lot. Here to join me for the weekend that was in the National Basketball Association, Darius Butler. Darius, what's up?
6: What's up, bro? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate the intro.
0: Damn. No problem. It was really good intro. Normally there would be people clapping and stuff, but they're all off doing their own thing. So there's no clap there. No, no round of applause. It's
6: fucked up.
0: It is. It's very sad. I feel bad for you. You deserve a round of applause. Maybe we'll put it we'll put it in in post. What's that
6: bottle right there? What you what you sipping on, man?
0: Okay, so this is called Horse Soldier Bourbon Whiskey. You ever you know that movie uh Twelve Strong? Yeah. Where they rode the horses in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. those dudes came in here. They made their own whiskey. It's this bottle right
6: here. Wow, okay.
0: Yeah, they're, hey, there's levels of craziness for white people. These dudes, at the top of the fucking list. Insane individuals. <laughs> and they rode horses into a fucking war zone.
6: Hey, that movie was dope, though.
0: Yeah, it is a good movie. I don't think I don't think the guys loved the movie to be honest. It sounded like like the actual guys didn't love the movie. Oh the real the real dudes? Yeah, they didn't love the movie I don't think.
6: Uh, that's well, probably an interesting conversation. I got I got to check that episode out.
0: Yeah, thanks for paying attention. I really appreciate that. Uh it means a lot. <laughs> it means a lot. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Magic Johnson is the worst tweeter of all time. How do you feel about him retiring to ter- uh, send out terrible tweets?
6: I love it, man. I love it. He's living his best life. He sends out. I mean, I love it. But you've been tweeting saying, hey. Thanks for that magic. I really, <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate that.
0: He literally just, hey, he tweeted a box score for CJ McCollum. He just tweeted the box score out, and I was like, you know what? Thanks for that magic. And you uh, had to tell me to get off the goat's back, which I respect and understand, but. Yeah. Let's talk about this. Magic Johnson legitimately left, and did you see the shop episode where LeBron talks about
6: it? Yes, him and uh, Alonzo.
0: Yeah, where Alonzo doesn't really have a clue what's going on. He's just there to follow on with what LeBron's doing. But LeBron said Magic basically talked him into coming there and said it was going to be a process, and then he just bailed on it. How do you feel about Magic Johnson just bailing on the Lakers like that?
6: Yeah, you know, I don't think Magic owes anybody anything, man. He's living his best life. I mean, he's living his best life, man. I mean, he walked away from being the president. I, I think he was too big for that job in the first place. But uh walked away from it. Didn't even tell Jeannie. So he definitely wasn't going to tell LeBron.
0: Yeah. I mean, that shop show is pretty interesting. Travis Scott said some dumb, dumb things. But I, I really enjoyed the whole conversation in there. I, I really I enjoy what LeBron has become. Do you think he's going to become a great NBA player again? Or do you think he's done?
6: I think he's still great. I think he still has, um, you know, he's just not, I mean, he's year 17. So, you know, far the time, get everybody. But, um, I, I mean, I would still put him in the top handful of players in the NBA. And uh, it's not many. That was in year 17 that you can say that about. So, um, I think we are spoiled. It was such a long time. It been great. But, uh, I think he, you see, you're seeing him transition now to his next phase. I'm not mad at it.
0: You think he was potentially drunk on the court sometimes this year? No. You sure? no bro no. he let a ball roll all the way down out of bounds <laughs> out of bounds lebron james let a ball roll
6: all the way down out of bounds hey i, I can't explain that one but uh no nah, i can't maybe maybe a little wine maybe a little wine drunk
0: hey that's like a rich white lady drunk wine drunk by the way that's
6: he, he did he did walk into the ring with wine one time so i wouldn't might be something to, he might talk about in a shop episode he's done
0: I hope he does. I, I'm kind of figuring this is like his vacation year. He knew all these years of making it to the finals, and extra basketball, more basketball than anybody else in the history of basketball, it seems. He knew the team was awful this year, so he said, fuck it, it's spring break. I'm going to show up possibly drunk sometimes. This is an L.A. fitness. I'm just going to act like this is the Equinox League. I feel like that's really what he did. I hope he gets back to it.
6: He'll get back to it, but uh, right now he is the highest-paid executive producer at L.A., and uh, he, he deserves that. Fuck it. Go out there and live your life. He's living his best life, too. Yeah, there. Maybe it's an L.A. thing, man. Get out there. He just
0: say, fuck it. Well, it's hard not to. He Literally, every show idea he has gets picked up by NBC, HBO. HBO ran a commercial where it's like, from the mind of LeBron James, and that's like 45 shows. I'm like, <laughs> how could you focus on basketball if you're getting millions of dollars thrown at you just to like think of ideas and have other people do it? I don't know. It's going to be tough. With that being said, though, The Western Conference this year is an Uh, insane one right now. This was supposed to be the Houston, um, you get it, Rockets year. This was supposed to be the year that Chris Paul, Jamie Harden, everybody down there makes some plays. Kevin Durant gets hurt. I mean, it seems like everything's set up for them perfectly. And then Clay Thompson and Steph Curry show why they were called the Splash Brothers to begin with, which you predicted was going to happen.
6: I mean, yeah. You know, they, they, I think a lot of people forgot, like, who, who who they were and that they won 73 games before Kevin Durant arrived. You know, he Steph has two MVPs, greatest shooting backcourt, you know, that, that the league has seen. So I think a lot of people forgot. And uh, it's hard for, you know, on the team, you know, guys come in and it's not just, oh, this guy averages 30, let's just plug him in the lineup and it's going to be 30 more points on the box score, like. People changed their game to um and those guys are team first players, but uh when when it was all on the line I felt like they were gonna put him in a way and that's what they did.
0: Do you think Steph Curry hates how much love K D gets?
6: <laughs> no he does. He's not he's not tripping about how much love Aisha gets.
4: <laughs> 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 uh, hey, hey, I, I, that was you know, a what,
6: hey. I think he's a team first player. I don't know if it's a fraud, it's probably fake. Probably all of the, it's probably all a lot, but uh, at least when he's in front of the camera, he's team first. KD's our best guy, blah, blah, blah. But um, he is a two-time MVP, and I think he is overlooked a lot. So, uh, I mean, when he had his chance to shine, you know he's going to do it.
0: That Aisha Kersh, shit was wild.
6: <laughs> that, that That's that's crazy, man. Tension is one hell of a drug, man. I mean, you're you, you <laughs> begging guys to shoot your shot, and you got the best shooter in the history. history. Like, come on, man.
0: I would love to see her DMs, by the way, immediately after that. You know all the fuckboys just showing up in flocks.
6: I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine.
0: Uh, Okay, let's go to Portland, Denver. CJ McCollum, who is a hilarious creature on the internet, by the way. I did not know this until recently. With a magical (laughs) shot there, do they have any chance to beat the Golden State Warriors, or was it just like, hey, congratulations, you now want a chance to come in second place in the Western (laughs) Conference?
6: Man, it's hard to pick against that Golden State, man, because, shit, I mean, they're they're obviously talented, but they play, they play, they play so well together, you know, passing the ball, um, always moving the ball, guys getting their shots, playing great defense. Um, It's hard to bet against that, I mean, but you do, I mean, they. Portland has a puncher's chance with uh, with CJ and Dame. They can get out at any point, and uh, you know, win, and, and string some wins together. So, uh, I mean, I'm still picking the Warriors and probably five, but uh, I think the games at least be interesting.
0: CJ said that it was terrible defense on him. He sent out a tweet that said, "Good defense, my ass." I, I love this. That. Spot, that
6: was a bucket, though. That was a that was mm-hmm. that was a bucket. That was a tough bucket.
0: I like just kicking a guy when he's down though, because there's literally <laughs> nothing old buddy can do until he's fucking six months. He's got nothing to do except for sit there and stare at that tweet. I absolutely love it. Now let's get to what happened in Canada. Kawhi Leonard, wow, took. I mean, it was incre- Jimmy Butler's layup was not wow. does not get enough credit. I don't think where he cut through. He was in agonizing pain with a toe. They said he Nobody- cut.
6: Nobody cares about the live. all right, man. It's all about that shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fucking difficult. That's, I mean, you're running full speed to the court. You could go try that shot in the gym right now. And nine out of ten of us wouldn't even hit the rim. So to shoot that over, that was, that was, and then to see Kawhi's social emotion, that was my favorite part of it, mm-hmm. honestly.
0: Yeah, he yelled. He, he was excited. It was, it yeah, was. I'm
6: not sure sound came out, but he yelled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy with that. <laughs>
0: I'm happy with <laughs> just like the photo yell. The ha, just open mouth, no sound. He He's a monster of a man. They're saying that uh, he's up for free agency, obviously. Toronto yep. can pay him another $50 million than anybody else. If you're Kawhi after that moment, can you leave Toronto after that moment right there?
6: Oh, I don't know. That's what a lot of people are talking about. But um, still Canada, man. It's, I don't know.
0: It's fifty million more, though. I mean, you add in Canadian taxes, I guess it's a lot less, but it's still fifty million more. I want to say American dollars, but it's not Canadian dollars. American, the American dollars still go a long way up there, right? Well, it depends on how we're doing. I honestly don't know how we're doing. Every once in a while, you can be getting your ass kicked up there. I don't. I honestly don't know. They they have their own little dollar up there. But would you think
6: you think? Kawhi- I don't know, man. I think I think I think he is up LA. Ultimately, Ooh. Cali kid uh i think he is a uh, back 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 do you, down here
0: do you think the national basketball association is fucked because there's an international representative uh in the yeah. eastern conference final
6: oh it's interesting guy. i never thought about that
0: yeah very closed-minded I don't, I, don't
6: think, I don't think nba thought they would have to deal with toronto been anywhere near the finals anytime so but uh Kawhi, shit, he, it's going to be tough to see. I think he's the best player in the league right now. So, You think he's the best player in basketball? I think he's the number one. If I had to take one player right now to start my franchise, I would take Kawhi. Leonard.
0: Okay, so you're going to look what Kevin Durant, Durant right in his face in all his burner accounts. You're going to say, you know what, cuz? Give me Kawhi.
6: Yeah, he gives me more on both ends. And I think Kawhi, his offensive game is slept on because it's not flashy, but he's like that old guy in the wild who's gonna, who's, who still goes six for eight. Might not look pretty, but uh, he gets it done. That shot, I mean, he's cl- obviously showed his big time. He's clutching big moments. You know he's a team player. Going to be your best player on defense. Not going to be an issue, you know, anywhere off, off the court. So, uh, I mean, that's, that, that would be a guy I want to leave my franchise.
0: All right. Who wins it all?
6: Golden State. Golden State was a three-peat, and uh, Kevin Durant takes off to New York.
0: So, he goes to New York. Where's Kyrie go?
6: I want him to go to L.A., I want him to go out there bad, but uh, everybody's saying he's, he's going to New York. And usually, especially those NBA, I feel like those NBA rumors are usually like 90% true. Yeah, they
0: are. So, it's very a loose-lipped society over there. Everybody- yeah,
6: NBA. I mean, NFL's getting in there too, but uh, that NBA shit, if you start hearing something like when they're talking about LeBron going to LA, like two years left with his deal, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the These guys start, if I hear three guys saying it, I believe it.
0: Uh, the NBA is coming out. In their social media accounts that follow them, Complex uh, House of highlights all the basketball things, saying the NBA is better than the NFL. That's like the big thing right now. Is the moments are bigger, they take over more. They're like trying nah, to.
6: Nah, I'm not buying that. Me neither. I'm happy we're on the same side there. I'm not buying. There. Yeah, I'm not buying that at all. Cause uh, you know it's it's seven games. You got one game. You got championship Sunday. You got the Super. League. You got one game. You got to win that game. You don't have. You know. You got to beat a team four times. You got one. Whoever the team best team is on that day. So all fan bases are in. And, I mean, I, I think you can't replace that. You can't replace that.
0: Who do you like in the NFL next year? Who?
6: I mean, I, I, I'm I'd be a homer, but I'm like the Colts. I like the Colts. Hey, I like so,
0: what they've done to the team. I really they, do.
6: They, they've done. They're building it the right way. You know. And you know how important. You know, a lot of people throw the culture culture word around but uh that's that's super important, especially in the NFL locker room. I think they're building you know, building it with the right guys.
0: Hey, I was in there last week. You should see that building. It is about seven. Oh, I went
6: in there yeah, I went in there this offseason. It's, it's crazy. I'm like shit, yeah. It's two, like three years too late, buddy.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's like a college campus, like a college facilities. Like when I went to WVU, we had shit facilities. We win four <laughs> bowl games in a row. These kids are living in a hundred million dollar locker room. <laughs> that's what it's like with the Colts now. I'm like, I go back. I'm like, holy
6: shit, this is five stars. So high tech. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's, it's beautiful over there. But uh, I think I think yeah, I'm gonna go with them in the AFC probably NFC. Uh, I mean the Rams again. Why not?
0: Well, they put up like four points in the Super Bowl. I mean, that could be a reason why.
6: I mean, yeah, that, they were there. They were, they'll be back. Sean McVay. True. Girly, golf. They're not going anywhere for a while. All right.
0: Well, hey, I appreciate your analysis. And if you could tweet Magic Johnson to tell him to fucking stop it, that'd be great. I love
6: it. Live your best life, Magic.
0: Live your best life, Magic Johnson. Live
6: your best life.
0: Hey, you too getting chauffeured around in a fucking navigator. I like that. Yeah, Got a little bucket great. seat life. in the back. Life is life
6: is good, man. Life is good.
0: What are you doing right now? You're in school. I think I saw something on Instagram. You're in school.
6: Yeah, I was in school last week. Um, I started my executive MBA program at the Gabelli School of Business. Wow! Wow! I was out there with some other uh, retired guys. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, just getting into, you know, different, a whole different world and, and seeing how, you know, the parallels in different 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 I mean, different, uh, jobs, different things like that. So, um we went to Bloomberg, that was a fucking amazing experience just to be in that in that building, see how he runs his operation. Uh, I went to the Rockefeller Capital Management on our site visit, so uh, it was interesting, it's fun.
0: Are you going to start your own business?
6: Yeah, I got a couple businesses, but actually, you know, starting it and, and, and just seeing the ins and outs of different different businesses. And uh, I've on Wall Street and seeing how that shit actually works. I, like I had no idea like how the fucking indexes and all the I how still, the, You know, all these fancy words. And I'm actually learning them in uh, you know layman's terms. So it's it's very interesting.
0: Good for you. You went to broadcast boot camp as well. How was that?
6: That was amazing as well. Just getting that, uh, getting those on air reps, uh, meeting guys like. Uh, JB seeing Nate uh, Nate who was there seeing guys the showing clips of Dan Erlowski who was there last year now he's you know all over ESPN now so um you know learning a lot there from a lot of people too. so it's 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 interesting right now you know I got a lot of time on my hands so I feel like you know I'm exploring everything to see what I like
0: well Darius I think you're about to take over the world I was rejected from that broadcast boot camp for a third time this year <laughs> happy you could go that's a blast hey, hey
6: they, they they need you more than you need them at this point all right Pat Hey,
0: that means a lot, man. I don't know if they taught you motivational speaking at that executive MBA thing, but you just did great, Uh, ladies and gentlemen. The man, Darius Butler. Thank you so much, D. Butt. thanks for having me, bro. Cheers, man. Take care. All right, man. Take care. Thank you. He's good.
5: He is. He's very good.
0: You should have seen the car he was rolling around in too. If you look on
5: YouTube, hey,
0: that thing was all leathered out, Mm. all leather. And he called us the first time, said I have to call you back. He was driving. And then when he called us back, he was riding pa- passenger. I'm, I'm wondering who was driving for. him. Like, did he go pick up a chauffeur? Like, hey, I got to go do an interview. I got to FaceTime a guy. That'd be some boss <laughs> shit. I, I got to FaceTime a guy about a thing. <laughs> 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 I'm a big fan of Darius Butler. Big, big fan. Classic DB. He is. He is classic DB. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zito, it's oh. time for a reading from you.
7: Yes. <sighs>
0: boy, the world has been awaiting this. Your last one, idiosynchronic. Idiosyncratic keychains sold zero. Now it's time to see if we can step it up to the next level. Let's get it back, Z. Ladies and gentlemen, a reading from Zito. Hey, Uh, you. Normally can't read on the lines. I'm going to read between this time. Let's see if we can (laughs) get in between there.
2: I'm going to tell you right now. I'm always afraid of nicking my ball sack (laughs) (laughs) while manscaping. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. The Perfect Pegs 2.0 kit is the perfect... And it protects my skin with their (laughs) Mower 2.0 with skin-safe technology. This trimmer won't nick or sag. Snag your nuts. What? (laughs) What? Oh, yeah. They won't snag at all. Or nick. It's also 100% waterproof and shock resistant. You could take that bad boy in the shower. What? Mm. That's what I'm saying. The precision tools are to protect your family jewels. Oh, Mm. tools Mm. and jewels there. And let me tell you right now, your balls are going to thank you when you use this. <laughs> so make it this straight. When they say think about something, you just say, let me tell you about yeah. it. <laughs> Today and this whole week, get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code PAT at manscaped.com. That is manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Promo code
0: Pat. I used Eat. it. I used it this weekend. They yeah. gave us the um, what was it? The plow. Yeah, it was good. incredible. When I say. When it says there, what's it say?
2: The first guidelines, you know? Oh, evoking the memory and fear of nicking your ball sack while it, manscaping. And now, anybody
0: that's done this does know that situation where it's like a very delicate situation oh, down yeah. there. This thing has a guard on it that protects you while still being able to cut efficiently. Yeah, it is incredible. I used it this weekend. I would recommend it to everybody. What is the website again?
2: It is a uh, manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Promo code PET. And what do you get? You get uh, 20% off and free shipping.
0: That's incredible. Ooh. I think you're going to enjoy it. I honestly do. If you, if you want to shave your bits, that's the kit. Honestly. It really is. Oh, I used yeah. it this weekend. Uh, and you know what, Zito? I thought you did great there. I know. I read between the lines there. Um, Not really. I mean, you just subbed in. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get it. They get it. And you should get it at manscaped.com. Oh, yeah.
2: oh manscaped.com. Promo code PAT.
0: There it is. Now get, we're talking. Get 20% off. Hey, by the way, we got a whole new bit on the show. What's the bit? Hit it, Ty. I have a couple thoughts on my mind, not thoughts like a whore. I'll give some takes while Ty will keep score. <laughs> got a couple thoughts. <laughs> what do you got? Well, Ty's going to read them off, and then Ty's going to keep score at the end to see how he did. Okay. This is... Uh, I don't know how this happened today, but it happened at some point today, between like five and six o'clock. I was like, I feel like I have a couple thoughts on some things. We have to introduce it. And uh, we're segment show. Everybody knows we're a big segment yep, show. Yep, always have been. So it's a brand new segment. Ty, let's get to it, Ty. How are you going to score me, by the way? Have you thought about it?
5: Uh, probably going to go on pass fail.
0: Okay. Hey. Oh, North Carolina. I liked it. North Carolina. Also, all the smart schools do that. Mm-hmm. Like Brown, I had a teammate oh, yeah. from Brown University. His entire collegiate career, that's like an Ivy League school, pass fail. Mm-hmm. Wait, like
2: Harvard too. Like all those Ivy Leagues. Yeah, I didn't nah, have team from, from Harvard.
0: You have to speak in that microphone. Oh, bah. you've changed the way you. The microphone <laughs> sits there, and now you just refuse. Yeah, to I know
2: someone moved it, and I'm, I'm all like scattered. I'm usually a side angle guy.
0: Well, who moved it?
2: I don't know. I did. Ty
5: did? Yeah. I'm kill shot. Because I sit shot there guy. for Harland Radio. Oh no. Oh
0: my god. You guys gotta figure it out because Zito doesn't know how to use it. I mean Zito really has no idea. I want the get...
5: headset. Alright,
0: let's get to the Hey, what do I what do I have? I have a couple thoughts on my mind, not thoughts like a whore. I'll give some takes
5: while Ty will keep score. That's
0: a heater by the way.
5: Might be able to sell that pretty soon good. for a ringtone. I think uh, came together pretty quickly, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty, let's go. All right, so uh, I'm sure you saw over the weekend the Snapchat filter of everyone making themselves look like girls. Uh, a lot of people are coming under fire for it, people breaking up with girlfriends and stuff like that. What's your take on this?
0: I just honestly believe that Snapchat is out to fuck over dudes. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to do right now. And I'm not saying that because guys are going to get caught. Not that Snapchat hasn't been trying to ruin relationships <laughs> since the beginning of time. Right, right, true. Not that it wasn't originally built for that type of situation. When Facebook hit the scene, the wall and tagged photos, Zito just did it, and it's... Like, look, Zito's a Zito lot hotter. Pretty, yeah, Zito looks
5: pretty hot Zito, <laughs> And this is what
0: Snapchat's doing. The Facebook wall was the original relationship ruiner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, great seeing you last night. You didn't tell me you were with this person. Bing, bang, boom, tagged photos, life's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then Snapchat got in. There. Guys were sending meat around everywhere, snapping their meat around. Boom, 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 boom. Favorite friends started happening. Stars started happening next oh. to people, and then relationships were getting ruined. I honestly was never a Snapchat user, but I enjoyed watching my friends' lives just crumble because of how much meat they were sending around. <laughs> so now this whole Snapchat thing is just setting up for dudes to get catfished in a terrible way. Everybody thinks Manti Teo was embarrassed by that La La La, la Lula thing. Mm-hmm. Wait until some dudes are catfished from a dude, like that Zito <laughs> picture that just got sent yeah. right there. Every- Everybody thinks that Manti Teo is the only professional athlete in the history of professional athletes to get uh, catfished. Oh, no. It happens on a very regular basis to professional athletes. I'm going to tell you why. They go around city to city. Okay, Can't really go out. Can't really make a lot of friends because you're kind of high profile. So what do you do? You turn to technology to kind of get your dick wet. All of a sudden, you start swiping right, swiping left on people's best photos that they've ever taken in their entire life before they thro- uh, fall down the what the fuck happened to your face tree and hit every <laughs> single tree. So all of a sudden, these guys now are falling in relationships, sexual relationships, they think are going to happen with these beautiful women. Then you meet up with them. It's like, oh, are you a bad guy? No, no, you have to do it. You have to go through with it. So guys get catfished on a regular basis. Now, Nev Schumann, who has that catfish show, is going to have a catfish show about dudes Snapchatting other dudes Mm -hmm. to get them catfish. Now listen, if you're into dudes, there's no problem with that. But if you're snapchatting as a woman to a dude to potentially get the dude's dick hard when the dude thinks that you're a hot girl and you're not a hot girl, you're just a zito. I feel like that's a problem, (laughs) and Snapchat doesn't. uh, People don't deserve that. and Snapchat should apologize for it immediately. Those are my thoughts.
5: That's a hard pass. Let's go. I I agree wholeheartedly.
0: I honestly believe that there was a lot of dudes that looked pretty hot. I think Snapchat did an incredible job because the past the way you like test catfishers is you're like, okay, hold up something, hold up a fork. Hold up mm-hmm. like a fork yep. and a knife. That's what yeah. dudes hold up like a fork and a knife. And they'll go grab a fork and a knife. And then a Snapchat filter, you might think they put a couple filters on, you know, maybe uh, light in the face, maybe the Paris filter on the IG story. Mm-hmm. But nobody's thinking like that's Zito. Coming oh, on or right. from the other side.
5: Well, it actually does like a very good job of masking facial hair, which I don't understand because a lot of those it's other travel. ones, like it'll still show, like you know, like your beard or like your neck beard, like that mm-hmm. covers it up almost completely. I,
0: I'm almost thinking I should take my take back and say like how impressed I am with the way that they've been able to do this. The technology is incredible. So maybe I take it all all back. Congrats to Snapchat (laughs) for being able to create something that impeccable while potentially screwing over dudes across the country. And I don't know if it's an international app or not, but if it is, people around the globe about to get catfished by dudes fucking other dudes. And Snapchat's here for it. That's incredible. This is the biggest advancement, though, since the hot dog, dancing hot dog thing. Oh, that's very true. Mm. That dancing hot dog took over the entire internet. I'm not a Snapchatter, so I only see things that leave Snapchat and come to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. The hot dog took over. That little dancing fucker was everywhere. This particular female face on a dude thing has really come full circle as well. And a lot of hot dudes... No, wait. (laughs) Yikes. Yikes. You get it. Yeah. A lot of dudes look like hot girls on that Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Zito I mean looks like a pretty attractive female yeah, right I'd there.
2: That's okay. <laughs> Uh quick thing though. I think if you uh, <laughs> If you take this- clip that <laughs> If you take this out of the app, I think it should have like a brand in front of it. So like it blocks it from being able to put on different sites. Like um
0: what what's that guy's photos? Anytime I look up photos. It's
2: like TMZ or something like that? No,
0: no. There's a dude that just takes all the photos. Is They're- it like the Getty images? Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Getty Pittsburgh. guy. Well, sorry, might be a lady too. I don't know. Right. The Getty lady or Getty guy, they just ruin all mm. throwback Thursdays for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to steal a photo. You know, the photos of me. That photo doesn't happen without me in there, bub. Okay? Old Getty guy. Girl, whatever you are. Stop putting your shit in there. I would just like to have a nice throwback Thursday back when I was an athlete. By the way, shout out to NFL throwback putting a video out of me Shut on Twitter. I forgot about a lot of those things. I was a monster. I just did the girl face. That's terrifying. Oh, You're hot. So huh? terrifying. Foxy's a hottie, I bet. Uh, yeah, uh, I bet he is. You're like a mom. He, uh, but uh, I'm sure it's- A
5: lot wh- of guys are into that. Yeah, a lot. Of- oh, Foxy could get it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I would. That's what I'm
0: saying. This is a bad thing. This is a terrible thing. Not, that's a good thing. It's a great advancement of technology. Shout out to Snapchat for the advancement of technology. Really putting dudes in a bad spot, though. Really putting dudes in a bad mm-hmm. spot. Or lesbian females in a yeah. bad spot, honestly. That's true. They are going to be more pissed.
2: Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that.
0: No, nah, they'll, they'll be pissed just as much. But they're going to be pissed as well. Mm-hmm. Snapchat doesn't think about that, do they? No, they don't. Snapchat also, let's remember, Griff Whalen... Incredible wide receiver, incredible special teamer, terrible center. Worst center in the history of the NFL. Worst center in the history of the NFL. If he would have sat on a different side of the classroom, could have been one of the co-founders of Snapchat. Mm. He was in the class that had a project that founded Snapchat, sat in the wrong side of the class. You
2: think he would have voted against this?
0: No, no, no. Griff, Griff would have been a billionaire right now. And he's an attractive guy. He would have been an attractive billionaire. And I think he made a oh, – you're talking about this particular yeah, thing? I'm sorry, yeah. No, I think he would have pushed it. I, boys, <laughs> this is an incredible advancement of technology. <laughs> Uh, let's go another round. <laughs> I have a couple thoughts on my mind, not thoughts like a whore. I'll give some takes while Ty will keeps going. You see, it's thoughts. Yeah. Because it's an audio show. That's a good point. So we wanted them to know these were about thoughts in my mind.
2: This reminds me of a Dave Chappelle thing, too.
0: That's great. That's good. I, I hope we get more of those comparisons. <laughs>
5: Ty. So Pat, you're a noted fan of uh, Bill Nye. You've he, met him before. He
0: and I have had a full
5: conversation. Yep, exactly.
0: His uh, people did not like me, I don't think, but no. Well, it wasn't me, I guess.
5: Uh, yeah, it was the situation that he was put in. You were present, you know. That's I was neither there. here nor there. Yeah,
0: I was I was associated.
5: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But by the way,
0: very much enjoyed being associated there. Yeah. That conversation between <laughs> was- myself, Portnoy, and him was
5: electric. Awesome.
0: It's neither here nor
5: there. So uh, he made news for basically just going on a tirade, dropping several f bombs about how people need to grow up because we are ruining the earth and the environment. Um, I
0: saw him go trendy, you know, and I think that's what Bill Nye is always trying to do—is trend, which I respect a lot. A lot of people are saying we got 12 years left on this planet Earth until everything blows up. Beto O'Rourke, I said, uh, I think he said 10 years. So I'm not sure the exact amount of time we have left, but I've been saying this the whole time. I've been saying this the whole time. Yes, I'm assuming that the ozone is fucked. We've been sending rocket ships through it, just, mm-hmm. just puncturing holes in there the whole time. You know, Elon Musk just sends them up there for fun. Mm-hmm. Aliens come down at a rapid rate. There's puncturing holes in the ozone. Of course, that's not good for the ozone. Do car- cows farting and SUVs and things like that hurt? I would assume they do. I don't. I didn't do the research. Bill Nye might have. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know that. But I think the inside of Earth is heating up a little bit more. You know, I, th- I think the inside of Earth is heating up a little bit. It's made bit. of lava. Well, I, yeah, because I got a chance to go to Hawaii. Yep. You know? And that lava, the smoke, mm-hmm. I mean, it's hot. Yeah. It, is, it is hot. <laughs> they won't even let me touch it. That's how hot it is. And I think the inside of Earth is just all of that. Oh, yeah. And the more, the more humans that are born... The more we push down the Earth, we're getting closer to that lava. So I think everything's just kind of heating up from the inside. I'd like Bill and I to go on a, a, a fuckword diatribe about how possibly the inside of Earth is heating up and getting closer to the outside of Earth. Mm-hmm. And and really, let's talk about both angles here because I think I think Earth could potentially be getting double deuced here from the from the, the the ozone thing and then also the inside thing mm-hmm. kind of yeah. coming down. And we we just haven't worried about the ice caps. You I know, I think Nelly
2: told us about this as well.
0: Uh, it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. He was talking about the ozone. Yeah. No, the, uh, the, the core. Downer, the yeah. core. Yeah, he was saying that. Nelly wouldn't lie to us. Nelly's been talking about it this whole time.
2: Yeah, I got a hole in my mama's basement. He said that? I think so.
0: Somewhere in that song. Yeah, something about his Air Force Ones, which are stomping on the earth, which is going down to the core, mm-hmm. which is really, it's wow, all coming Nelly. together. I respect Bill I going on the tirade, honestly, and I hope some change happens. I drive a Tesla uh, so I'm all. Hey, in. you're
5: doing your part. Man. I am.
0: Also, have an Thank F150 you. though. <laughs> <You know?
5: laughs> so I
0: feel like it kind of balances it out. I' Can't put more than
2: half a tank in there, so it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey,
0: exactly. That's the. It's the most insane problem to ever have. By the way, a car that's gas tank doesn't allow it to fill up. That's what I have with I my F150. Can, six gallons is the max that I've ever got. Zito thought he fixed it today. I thought, yeah. I, five and a half? Zito took the truck out, and he was filling up for gas because he had to go pick something up that was larger, and he was filling it up, and he FaceTimes me in the middle. Of it. He's like, oh, I think I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it. It just clicked,
6: right? Yeah, <laughs> and
0: as I get on FaceTime, it clicks. I'm like, nope, I know it's broken. I, it makes no sense to me. It honestly makes no I can't get more than six gallons of gas into my truck. I was going to say, every time I'm with you, we stop for gas. It's becoming a thing. It's becoming a thing.
2: I try fighting it.
0: You can't fight it. You just gotta. I even it like.
2: I was on the edge of it, so like. Oh yeah, you
0: pull it all the way out. Yeah, just the tip. You're going just the tip of the damn thing, and then splashing back at you. It's a real first world problem. Nobody seems to care about. It's the lady behind
2: me thought I had like a major problem. She was like, "You know how to fill up your own gas?" Hey, lady, this you is try. a major problem. <laughs> yeah.
0: now you need to oh wait. Tell her to. It's hard to go back a couple months when it's like fucking 14 degrees outside and it's uh, slushy and I wear shorts every day and I'm out there just fucking holding holding the thing. It's cruel and unusual punishment. But shout out Bill Nye trending in 2019. Shout I think that's a good deal.
5: You know what? Uh, I've never been to Hawaii. You have. See? The, uh, the science there seems pretty darn good. I'm going to give you another pass there.
0: Look at me. Hey, that's two passes in the first time with the new segment. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of us. Not me. a bad run. Good for us. Um, speaking of good for us, we got into a deep conversation about the thrones with all the throners in the room. Uh, we're recording very late right now. So the rest of the boys are not here. Um, the pub is here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two thirds of the pub are here. Yes, Boston sir. Connor's still in Boston. Ty said he should be back relatively soon. We're pretty excited for that. Yep. We have been in contact. He has been tweeting. So if you worry about Boston Connor, we worry as well. And we appreciate you. We mm-hmm. miss him as well. Uh, he'll be back. He's just tying up some loose ends in Boston. And for Ty Schmidt, he's going to be up till about 4 or 5 a.m. with this thing. (laughs) So go ahead and uh, send him your well wishes. From myself, Zito, Foxy, Ty, and all the boys here at uh, PMI, we appreciate everything you do uh, day and night. (sighs) Day and night. Yeah, <laughs> He's in my
2: mind.
0: We watched a show. There was dragon fight. <laughs> spraying all the people right. Aaron Rodgers false pick. Horrible run. Everybody's coming after me like I'm a dick. <laughs> get off my back, man. By the way, before we get in this conversation, I think we alluded to it, but it has grown. I am a noted throner. Twitter. Yeah. Personality, a Game
5: of Thrones influencer.
0: Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. USA Today. Yep. Yahoo. This is 50.com. Yeah. Numerous other people quoted me about Thrones. So, this is your authority when it comes to Game of Thrones information. I am officially a Throner Twitter account. Absolutely. <laughs>
2: Nick hates it
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's not your fault <laughs> Nick hates it It is It is my fault I, Before we get into this conversation Because there's only one episode left know that while the episode's happening or right before the episode's happening when I'm sending out tweets, I'm going into the group text (laughs) text, asking questions about, hey, what's the name of this thing tonight? (laughs) What's the name of this thing tonight? And then I sent out a tweet, and I have like a couple followers that are all all the way in on it, you know? And they're Mm -hmm. like, there was one person that tweeted a gift, A a, a gif. I think her name was Sweta Patel, I believe is Oh, she's a huge Lions fan. Bro, she tweeted a gif. Um, right after I said like, yeah, my mom knows I love her and all, but three and a half hours till the last war, which I just found out, by the way, in a text message a minute before that, that that's what it was called. She tweeted a gif of uh, me, myself, and Irene. And it's Jim Carrey going, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just like, it was perfectly timed. Oh. I just started crying, laughing because all the people under it was like, yeah, can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. And that sweat of Patel, and he's <laughs> like, oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Only one more episode. Make sure you get it while it's hot. And if you haven't watched it, you don't want to listen to anything we're about to talk mm-hmm. about because we Spoilers. break down the entire episode Spoilers. because we are the official authority of uh, Game of Thrones. I am official Throner Twitter account. Mm hmm. Which is stupid. I agree. But tell you what, I did watch this episode. I just didn't fully understand what was going on. <laughs> but these guys did. Okay. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. If you do that one more again. If you haven't seen the Thrones on Sunday, we are about to talk about it. Let's get right into it. What a wild ride. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a wild ride. As a big time throner, as a big time throwner, as a guy who gets quoted in USA yep. Today, in Yahoo, in Twitter <laughs> about my throne thoughts. I would like to say the boy Whenever the dragon and the lady on top of it turned heel, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was really crazy to me. What did you guys think, honestly?
1: It was an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and 25 minutes of just like on the edge of your seat the entire time, and Chaos. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> I am so tired of people complaining about little bullshit. Uh,
0: it's, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, I turned it on. I had to watch it at the house. I watched the uh, end of the Kawhi Leonard yes. craziness Ooh, nah. and then clipped over. I... And honestly, I, I've been recording Game of Thrones DVR yeah. since the beginning of time. Everybody knows course, it. I catch yeah. up on it normally mm-hmm. throughout the Sunday, and I re-watch it on Monday <laughs> and on Tuesday just so I can catch up on mm-hmm. all the little things. As soon as I turned it on last night, though, Sam Sam gave a line of the century. This is unrealistic, she said. <laughs> this is unrealistic. It doesn't look real. Whenever one person was, there was like a group running, and it looked as if it was possibly with a green screen in the background. And she was like, this doesn't look real. And at that exact time, a dragon flew <laughs> over top of them and just sprayed an entire fucking fire hose of fire down and just wiped them all out as if they were ants running in a hole and and i looked at her i said doesn't look realistic does it and she said no and then you look on the internet and it's the same thing like this isn't even a real type of situation that could have happened like everybody's mad about the way the plot's going and shit like that on the internet i guess what a joke what a joke these people
1: I couldn't agree more everyone's I was like I got so many cause I, I, it was an incredible episode because I was on my the edge of my seat the entire time because you had no idea what was really going to happen at mm-hmm. all like there were so many twists and turns and then there were, I was complaining I was like well, why don't you fucking get in there and you write the script and then there's a bunch of obviously professional script writers on the internet that I didn't know about
4: <laughs> well that's the internet in nutshell I think well, Obviously. well here's my thing
2: like she was such a, a great and philanthropical philanthropical character throughout this entire thing and then all of a sudden oh People like Jon Snow better
0: than me. I'm gonna kill fucking everybody. <laughs> That's the most realistic shit I've ever
2: yes. seen
7: in my life. Thousand percent.
0: What's her name? The lady that was on the dragon? Daenerys. Yeah, uh, Daenerys. Uh, Daenerys Attaboy. a da- yeah,
2: boy. No, they oh, no, call it, it cool. no, Yeah, you're it, it, good. She's
0: got like ten names. Yeah, she's, she's the white-haired lady that yeah. was on yeah. top of the dragon. Yeah. she mm-hmm. turned heel. She yeah, turned bad very quickly, big time. So Jon Snow not do much. Did a lot of running, a lot of looking, a lot of staring. They put their swords aside there when they ran into each other, and then they went back into killing each other. I thought that was a wild move. I didn't. I didn't understand.
1: That's John being the good guy that he is. That's that's just who John is. John John heard the bells. John heard the bells, and he yeah. when you hear the bells, you know the war's over. He played to the whistle. Daenerys. Uh, played it till after the whistle. Fifteen yard foul on her for Is that sure. why everybody
0: came after me? Because the bells mean that the war's over. Yeah. yeah. Surrender.
7: So that was the surrender of the city. So like they put their swords down and then she went oh, off. Oh shit.
0: That's a very different episode now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense. Oh my God. That's why we do this.
1: That's Kawhi's fault. That's Kawhi's fault because you were watching the first twenty minutes of the episode explain the bells.
7: Oh. So that was, yeah, the whole buildup was Tyrion was like explaining to her, like, hey, if you hear the bells, they're going to surrender the city, so it's yours, so there's no need to go ham hey, and psycho bitch like she did and just burn everything to the ground.
0: Oh, so whenever I tweeted that the dragon ain't got time for these hoes, and I started getting <laughs> buried by Throne or Twitter about how there's no... um uh, nobility in what was happening, or no honor, or, or whatever. Right. I, I had to take it down because I only, I strictly pander to the throne Twitter. I, I don't try to piss them off. I guess I didn't fully get it, so that's why everybody's mad at the 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 dragon thing yeah. because of the bell thing. Oh, it all makes sense. So the whole much city sense, was though. pretty
1: much fine except for some out- exterior wall damage, but yeah. now she wants to rule the city. There's no city left to rule.
0: The little yeah. fella didn't die by the way. No, no, he no. Didn't. no. just walking
1: around. Little and he,
0: and he even did like
3: what made it worse with her doing that, like right before they go, he was just like, "All right, bells ring, they're, they're surrendering. We all got it? Are you clear? Bells ring, they're surrendering, we stop attacking." Okay, go.
7: And then she did what she did. <laughs> she snapped, though. Like that's what that was the build up to the season was uh, her her hand or, or her handmaiden Missandei, Like her trust advisor gets brutally murdered right in front of her. Right, uh, Jorah, one of her other trust advisors, dies. She doesn't know if she can trust Tyrion. She doesn't trust Jon anymore. So it's like anyone that was helping her out and protecting her is gone. And Varys turned on her, so she snaps and loses her mind. That made sense to me.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: Well, and if you watch it throughout, like she's yep. she's always had shit like that, where she's talking about we're gonna burn cities yeah. and and you know leave it in rubble, and she's had. That's what those, I've been saying this whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's had those people that have said no, you can't do that. But I think the biggest thing people are saying is that like none of it feels earned because it's like a condensed season and everything, which in a sense I guess is like is okay. But there's fucking scraps all throughout this show that like show that 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 was earned. Maybe it was a little rushed, but yeah. I mean, it, okay, so everyone can see that coming. So who's
0: all left? Arya hopped on the horses oh, yeah. in the back. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. The little fella. Yep. The lady that was on the goddamn thing. Yep. And then the blue-eyed lady died because of a brick. She yeah. was dancing with a
5: guy, right? Right. Her and, her yeah. and Jamie, yep, they died. Yeah. yeah,
7: that was my only real complaint was, like, I, I feel like a lot of people think she probably deserved a more horrible death because of all the terrible things she's done. But then, like, when you think about it, being crushed by a castle is a pretty terrible doing it way that, to go. I mean,
1: doing it that way in there with Jamie was a cool way to do it.
7: How time. about Arya waking up from a cat nap there?
0: Yeah. Running yeah. a 4240 out of, of a tower. <laughs> Don't try to save a life, almost getting her head cut off, and then surviving a dragon blow, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she's still alive, hop on a horse, ride off. What a bad bitch. She's a badass bitch. There. I saw she some, is.
1: someone tweet that poor Arya is she's going to survive all the stuff, and now she's going to die from mesothelioma. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay,
0: so what are those four going to do that are they left? They have to
5: go after her. Yeah, John's going to remove her from Wh- what power. What color are her eyes? who? no Green.
0: Their green
2: eyes?
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, and the
2: prophecy's yet to be Blue. fulfilled that she's going to that Arya will close the yeah. green eyes.
1: So she's probably gonna kill the Dragon Lady. That seems Ooh. too easy.
0: Oh, John Snow's dead, isn't he? No. no. Uh, how'd he survive? He they
5: ran they out. Got, they got, out got out of the out city. They had to retreat.
1: They ran out.
0: I thought he was
5: dead. Once they started seeing like the green fire exploding with the other What stuff, was the green
0: fire? Like little fireworks out of nowhere. Yeah,
5: so it's uh, it basically her dad stashed, uh, the dragon lady's dad stashed all that stuff underneath the city mm-hmm. when he ruled, just in case things went to shit. He was just going to blow up everything. Remember, it was used in the Battle of Blackwater. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I do recall that, <laughs> that old thing. So she's basically lighting off mines that are underneath that yes, her dad set up That off. she
5: wasn't aware were there. Oh, she didn't even know? Yeah, she didn't know they were there. It's a shame. And then, so once he saw that shit explode, and he was like, "All right, fall back, we got to get out of here." And he now he knows, like, "All right, I got to take her out."
0: So, does Jon Snow's people die, or is he the only? Some of them did, yeah. yeah. Not all of them, though. So, Jon still has a little bit of an
1: army. It's a little bit, but he also mm-hmm. saw his army doing some some bad shit too. So, yeah. I think he's in a bad spot.
0: Wow, Game of Thrones is in a crazy. How do you
1: feel about the uh, the do- the big guy fight? The Mountain, oh, mountain-,
0: loved mountain it. and the Hound. Those are brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. The that hound was awesome. Went out like a G. Why didn't mm-hmm. he kill the lady whenever she walked by him?
5: He's not who his was, fight was with. Yeah, he didn't care about her. Only cared about one thing: it was getting revenge on his brother.
0: What? Well, because his brother was a bad guy. He
5: was the one who he put his head into fire when he was young. That's why. He's That's got why got scars he's all over mm-hmm. his face. Yeah.
0: Oh, so when he spears him through that thing, it was like a moment of like, uh, "Fuck you!" Right. Yes. It was a
5: big deal. Yep. Why wouldn't he die, by the way? He got, had a, a knife through his head. Magic got brought back to life by the guy who smashed his head into the oh, wall. That was that the best. The awesome. His awesome.
7: stupid dead body laying at the bottom yeah. of the stairs all crippled.
5: That was awesome. But that was guy compared <laughs> to yeah, brought the him band. back to life and made I, I, him inhuman. I love when he did
7: that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one thing, though. People were complaining about the writing, right? And so I thought about this, like, I thought it was genius in the sense like it really made you question your morals and stuff because like yes. I saw Diggs on there tweeting like I'm rooting for Cersei now like Everyone hated her, and it kind of did make you feel a little bit for her. I yes, thought it was well done in really that good. sense. Like, they keep you on the edge and they keep twisting things. It's like, who are you supposed to cheer for? Who are you supposed to root for?
5: Also, people are saying they're like unima- unimaginative and stuff like that. I saw people were pissed because they're getting a uh, Star Wars like prequel series or something. Like, you know how fucking imaginative you have to be to adapt that from a book into a TV show? Yeah. Like, well, and
0: where it's captivated 20 million people. Exa- right? I- exactly. Yes. Let's assume that just because they're mailing it in here at the end <laughs> and it's the penultimate uh, episode, shout out Ty Schmidt, shout out Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. Definitely a listener of the show.
5: Shout out Aaron Rodgers. He, uh, he used his it as Instagram well. post, said that as well.
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, people were saying I was wrong about the photo <laughs> that I posted. Billy sent me that photo and said it was him.
7: Yeah, <laughs> it sure looks like it him. It sure yeah, looks, looks like, like
1: him. him. He was in there somewhere. Maybe maybe You just used a picture from the episode.
7: Maybe there was a couple different ones. Ty and I were watching. We were looking for him. There were like four guys that definitely could have been him at any given moment. What if they were? They might have been. He might have had a couple roles. That's what
0: I'm saying. Nobody knows. Could have, yeah. Because the the shirt he was wearing in the photo with the little red hat is definitely not the same thing he was wearing whenever he blew up and was running terribly. Mm -hmm. And if he's running terribly in that blow-up thing... What a great actor. Somebody yeah, needs to hire him to do more <laughs> acting if he chose to run like a slappy to <laughs> die on TV. Hey, I didn't see it. Did uh, Did they happen to accidentally leave anything in no. the shot? Uh, Not uh, like well, a Kia Jamie's station wagon,
5: wagon. or a <laughs> minivan? <laughs> uh, Nothing like that?
1: The one character, Jamie Lannister, has a gold hand because he lost his hand. Um, In one of the shots, uh, his real hand snuck in there. But who gives a fuck? Like, that's... I mean, if you're picking on stuff like that and that's ruining the show for you, go fuck yourself.
0: Well, there's a lot of people that should go fuck themselves. Uh, (laughs) I've been being attacked all day by the throners. I know, right? I don't deserve it. I like that they... I'm one of the biggest throners out there. mm -hmm. You are? Honestly. I like like
1: that they focused on the people in the streets while she was in the air. Like, they they didn't show her in the air or the dragon burning shit for like 45 minutes. They just showed like the chaos in the streets. I thought that was a cool way to do it.
0: I didn't fully understand why it mattered what was going on in the street when you got a dragon up there. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, as far as, like, the war in the streets, you mean?
0: Yeah, like, who cares? I mean, because once that thing just decides, to, oh, it's over. You know what well, I mean? Like, was- hey, all these swords that we're talking about, let's put our swords away real quick, because there's a... Uh- there's a fucking uh, jet engine about. That's, that's <laughs> kind of
7: what happened. Like when they put their swords down, they knew that that was going to happen. So they were like, "Oh, fuck it!" But then they ended up just getting killed anyway. So well, I'm just saying in general, game,
0: I guess because the Night King could throw a deep ball, that's yes. why everybody was scared of the dragon. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying in general, the, it's almost like robots replacing humans nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like those dragons could can replace an entire army back in the day. Oh, for sure. I, I don't I don't know what. Well,
7: they, they made them vulnerable with like the crossbows and then the Night King thing. So it was like, okay, yeah, it's up there, but they can still be killed. So there is a there is a chance. So we have to fight at least, of course. But yeah, all
2: of a sudden they just couldn't shoot with a shit. Well, like no, they, see, they were one for yeah. one.
5: Yeah, she, she changed her tactics though. So that's what happened yes. when when she last season she lit up like their the Lannisters like entire forces. She takes Drogon and comes straight down from the sun, so you can't see him. Can't really get a beat on him. So she was like changing elevation. Drogon and is the dragon. Yeah clever little name <laughs>
0: drogon yep fly in a serpentine fashion <laughs> <laughs> so they can't help marry your heart uh, there's one more episode what's gonna happen who's gonna be on the throne we'll never know until we watch on sunday night at nine o'clock eastern standard time hbo go crashed for some people that sucks for you <laughs> let's hope that Kawhi leonard doesn't drain a doink 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 the doink Plunk and miss 22 minutes of the first episode. <laughs> Can't wait to see what happens at the end of Thrones. I'm guessing little fellas on the throne. Wow. Ooh. He was just walking all by himself there for a while. He seems the safest. Arya seems like the easiest answer, right? Because she's doing so much. She's boning. She's Night King killing. She doesn't want it.
5: I think is mm. gonna be it. I think it's gonna be Bran, actually. Give me John. Ooh.
0: Where was Bran at?
5: still in Winterfell, but I think it's uh, it's safe to say that everyone that was there that doesn't want to see her on the throne is, is heading south to King's Landing. That's
7: another thing. I saw a lot of people complaining about like, oh, what's Bran doing? What's Bran doing? Like, I think his part's already done. His whole thing there was to like learn the history and become the Three Eyed Raven, and he eventually tells Jon that he's the heir, the true heir. I think that's all it was yeah. for Bran. Was like that was the big mission. Yeah, let Jon know that he's the true heir, and then you don't really need Bran anymore. No. After that, to I, be I honest, think- fucking
0: wheel his ass off the throne.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still think we're gonna get some payoff to that uh, off-screen conversation he had with Tyrion in the second Could episode. Be. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, you've been talking about it for three weeks. Since you know? it happened, I was yeah. like, Yo, yeah, what
0: about that th- uh, exactly. combo that we We need in the that chair? payoff. Yeah, I think yeah. we're
5: gonna get it next week.
1: I think the little fella the chance to end up on he, top. He's uh he looks broken. That's just as a human. Well he is broken. Yeah.
5: Those people have all died. <laughs> his family's gone. The girl he put all his faith in is a fucking maniac. Who? Daenerys, dragon. the dragon lady. Oh,
0: that was his lady? Yeah, yeah. he's he's her and hand that, of the yeah, queen. I yeah, I forgot that. I forgot about what that. What a superpower Bran has. It's so stupid. He was Ancestry.com for Fuck <laughs> 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 Do you want to know your true heritage? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can't wait to watch the... What is it? Not a season finale. Series finale. Series, Series finale. finale. Mm. I can't wait. Aaron Rodgers dead, though? We know he's dead? Yeah, he's dead.
5: We don't know. Well, you're right. We yeah. don't.
0: Aaron Rodgers' potentially could
3: come throw. back. Potentially, to, he's
0: on the throne. I want mm-hmm. him to
5: throw a spear so bad.
0: I know. Would this tweet have done well yesterday? I thought Arya was dead like two different times, and I was going to tweet out, uh, man, I wish the Night King was still around so we could see Arya again as a dead girl, right? Oh. Bring him back, bring him back. But then she wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> so every time I was going to go pander to put that out,
5: it just didn't. In that like 15 minutes though before you saw her again, it probably would have went. That probably would have done well, It probably would have went. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I thought so, too. I feel pretty good about that. (laughs) Just in in my mind, I thought it would, because I know just a little bit about this show, and I feel like I could have used all the little pieces that I know about it, put it together. for one. I know Arya Arya moves the needle. She does. does. Arya moves the needle on the Twitter. I knew that the Night King guy had an army of dead humans, newly deads, Mm -hmm. and you put those together. Now we bring her back to life just so we could see Arya again. But she's still alive. She is. So maybe I save that one. For next week when she dies to the little guy. Is the little guy going to kill anybody? No, not he, normally. I want to see a corgi mm. on the throne.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you learn?
0: All right. See you next week. Uh, no, see you on Thursday. <laughs> hashtag end Gang Hashtag end game. Uh, send us a picture of who you think is going to end up on the throne and why. Ty will read through them. If you like your answer, we will send you some merch. Cheers. Have a great Tuesday. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Oh.
4: Uh, 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 uh Day and night I toss a turn, I keep stressing my mind, mind I look for peace, but see I don't attain What I need for keys, this silly game we play. Play Now look at this madness the magnet keeps attracting me me i try to run but see I'm not that fast i think the first but surely finish last last cause day and night day and night the lonely owner seems to free his mind at night he's all alone through the day and night day and night the lonely loner seems to free his mind at night ah Seems to free his mind at night He's all alone Some things will never change The lonely loner Seems to free his mind at night At at, at night Hold the phone The lonely stoner Mr. Solo Dolo He's on the move Can't seem to shake the shade Within his dreams He sees the life he made Made the pain is deep A silent sleeper, you won't hear a peep, peep. The girl he wants don't seem to want him to It seems the feelings that she had her through Through Cause day and night The lonely owner seems to free his mind at night He's all alone I'm through the day and night The lonely loner owner seems to free his mind at night I, I, At night Day and night the lonely loner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone, some things will never change. Yeah. The lonely loner seems to free his yeah. mind night. At, at, yeah. at night. Slow mo. When the temple slows up and creates that new, new. He seems alive though he is feeling blue. The sun is shining, man, he's super goo. Cool. Cool. The lonely nights. They fade away, he slips into his white nikes. He smokes a clip and then he's on the way. To free his mind, and searcher. To free his mind, and searcher. To free his mind, is searcher. and searcher. Day and night, the lonely stoner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone through the day and night. The lonely loner seems to free his mind at night. I, I, The star owner seems to free his mind at night. He's all alone, some things will never change.